Yo, I put it like wow. This the sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail bear. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tow. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. Second last day of the year of the Lord. That is 20. 21. Good time to be alive. Hey, Ryan. I think so. Ryan's here. He's wearing a bumblebee jacket, which is... This needs... We're going to have to make a video. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have to actually show the people what you're wearing, right? Because that's not that's not a jacket. That's a lifestyle. It is. What, what you got on is a lifestyle. Good for you, Ryan. How, how are you doing? It fits in with your copper beard as well. I, I just saw that now as I'm seeing the mm. whole ensemble. I don't know if I've mentioned on the show this week on how cold the studio is. I don't think I mentioned it much. Oh, no. You haven't whinged once about how cold. I've been here two days, <laughs> mm. and two days I've heard about how cold the studio is. If anything, that's probably all Paolo remembers. <laughs> so you haven't brought it up at all. I'm, no. I'm living La Vida Loca here. <laughs> I can see. It's shorts, Tom Selleck shirt, <laughs> and disappointingly, the Bumblebee jacket doesn't have black and yellow stripes. Yeah, Th- that for me, I'd want you to look like a bumblebee, yeah. like a popper. <laughs> Paolo looks like he's about to get on a plane to go to Cape Town and go to uh, Cafe Caprice. Oh, I'm, I'm with you. I wouldn't do the Cape Town life, but you would know more about <laughs> Cafe Caprice than me. But oh, this is—we're talking about a man who wears Jordans on the beach here. But that jacket is look. It worries me. In South Africa, we haven't had Johannesburg, especially. We haven't had the best December. December is like our summertime, right? Mm. We haven't had the best time, but Ryan, even for that, is quite overdressed. <laughs> quite warm. That's a bomber jacket. Yeah, yeah, it's proper. It's a bumblebee bomber jacket. Just remember. It's, Alpha Industries. It's December. December. It's not December. It's December. Oh, so you're just wiling out. And as you mentioned earlier, it's not a month. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. Your jacket is a lifestyle, dude. It's so, uh, incredible. Paolo, you look incredible as well. Mm. Like you said, Tom Selleck shirt. <laughs> Just it's that time of the year. You're setting a tone, right? It really is. It really is. If you're wearing pants from the 13th of December, you've done wrong in your life. <laughs> it needs to be shorts. Shorts in the office. Mm. You know, if you're back at the office, who knows? People are doing different stuff. You got to be wearing shorts. The risk of a testicle slipping out in in your workspace <laughs> mm. is nothing quite as like it's liberating. Now you've brought up something which I never thought. I would have to consider, but going commando to work, smart option, because as a guy, I don't know what ladies' lives are like. What happens when, oh, I'm in the middle of a work meeting phone call, I go to the bathroom, you don't quite shake it off enough times, and now you're in the pants, I can't get up situation. You, you brought up a whole sort of spectrum of existence that people may not know about there. Mm. I, I used to work with a guy that he bonked in the workplace, right? What? It was his thing, right? He he would have sexual relationships either with girls from the office or his current piece would come to the office. And he that was his thing, that he loved it. But it was like storerooms and it was, he's a filthy human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a filthy human. He still is a filthy human. I don't even know if he's in the country anymore. I really hope he isn't. And, uh, and I think... Going commando must be the same thrill that he had. It's like, 
Nobody knows. There's nothing on underneath here. Oh, oh, what a pervert you are. That's such a pervy thing. I just thought, as I said it, that's disgusting. (laughs) It's disgusting, but it's important. Um, Mm. On the same but different sort of spectrum, (laughs) it's like I was talking to Ryan before the show about buying a bumblebee jacket for the price he paid for that thing. And I related a story I had about a snowboard, which I paid way too much for it. Way too much. I, I couldn't afford it, actually considering how much I was earning at the time. But I'll never forget the day where one guy realized that I had the special edition Sean White snowboard. Right. He said something. It was enough. Like, like, like for that person, it's, a, it's about sometimes it gets to a level where it's just for you. And I'd imagine it's the same thing, commando, sleeping with people in storerooms. That's just for me. That's my That's your thing. Mu-hoo-ha-ha, you know what I mean? I think also the thing, going back to Ryan's jacket as I quickly try to move away from people having sex in storerooms, <laughs> is uh, um, that's Alpha Industries stuff. Mm. Like only like proper radio DJs wear that brand. Metro FM DJs wear that. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. They're the only people that can afford it. Oh, so it's that with, with our license fees, yeah. It's, it's only Metro FM DJs wear Alpha. You can only get it like three or four shops. Oh, okay, Ryan. So you that guy, hey? Yeah. He, Ryan's probably only the the only white guy who's ever walked into one of the shops. That's guaranteed. <laughs> but what did I say, Ryan, in the very first week when you came here? I said Ryan is the blackest member of our staff. He he's he's about that life. No, like white guys like me aren't cool enough to wear that. No way. Oh, no way. It's like get out of here. That jacket would wear you. L- like if there's one thing that's certain about South African white guys, they lack sauce. Ryan, not no, so much. That jacket would wear me mm. and wear me into Woolworths and leave me there. <laughs> and say, go to Country Road where you belong. <laughs> I'm going back to, I'm going back where I belong. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> we are going to talk about some sport. Listen, players are complaining about the World Cup being every two years. Oh, everyone's complaining about everything. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to get into it because I should complain. Please mm. do. But sorry, I cut you off. Yes, I will come to it. But everybody's complaining about everything in football is irritating the crap out of me. <laughs> no, that's fair. We'll, we'll, Sums we'll, it up. You know, uh, Thomas Tuchel's complaining now. You know, you know, it, it's a German manager thing. Chelsea having problems at left back, and um, we'll do some social media. And then the greatest talk segment probably in the history of mankind: Drogba or Pogba returns today. And I'm, and I'm excited for that. It's Ryan. It's your debut in that in that world. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't witnessed the Drogba Pogba. Mm. But James tells me it's very entertaining. No, it's uh, well, I mean that that depends. You know, you know what I mean. One man's meat is another man's poison. You might go, "This is terrible." I wear Alpha Industry jackets. You know what I mean? And mm. you might look down on us. But let, let's find out. Let's go on this journey together, Paula. Um, while we're on the complaining thing, because it sounds like you've got a bullet in the chamber there, I'd like to just complain before you complain about people complaining. Positive, Shang. She and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Mm. Did you watch it? Watched it last night. Now, Google Play Store movie people, are they scamming us? Because some movies are thirty three ninety nine to rent, some are thirty four ninety nine, some are thirty five ninety nine. What's going on there? Some are sixteen ninety nine. Some movies you can buy but you can't rent. Some movies you buy for ninety nine rand. Some you buy for two hundred fifty rand. It's all over the place. It is. I know what you're saying. I noticed that the other day. It's all over the place. Yeah. You see, if you're on a if you're on a platform like Apple TV, it's it's regulated. Well, see the irony of what he just said. Yeah, <laughs> you need to be you need to go through an unregulated process. <laughs> Apple TV, if you go in there, all the prices are the same. The <laughs> the new releases just cost a bit more. Do you do you? 
pay for Apple TV though, even though you get it nefariously. No, so so how it works is with Apple TV. So when you buy a device, oh, sorry, not Apple TV. So I'm a, thinking Disney TV. Okay, sorry. Yeah. So I'm I'm the confusion. I do I do pay for Disney okay, Plus. Right, though. right. But um, on Apple TV, you automatically get a year subscription. Um, when you buy an Apple device, mm. but the thing is, if there's movies that aren't available on any streaming platforms, it's like iTunes used to have movies and tv shows and all, all the music so that hasn't fallen away it's now mm. just brought all into an app called apple tv so now if you if you're looking for a movie that you cannot find on netflix hulu Showmax, uh whatever other streaming platform you use you can go into apple tv and just either buy it or rent it i gotta tell you i went through every hoop because i stopped <coughs> two years ago now that i'm in the biz um downloading films right i'm proud to say that i'm two years clean I've ne- I haven't pirated anything, not music, not I, – I pay for Spotify Premium. Um, I've been on that move for 11 months now and for two years. I, have, I pay for, for film, right? The amount of murder it was to get uh, a hold of the greatest Christmas trilogy of all time, Die Hard. Mm. Yeah. It was – I had to jump through every hoop eight times to find it, but I did. And I can pay for it. It's the greatest time to be alive. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, $33.99 of my rands. Incredibly well spent, Paolo. Incredibly I'm well spent. You. Bought or rented? Uh, rent. Rented. Yeah, yeah. I hate renting movies. You don't rent it though. You're on Apple TV. You must make yeah, up your mind. Yeah, but if you, if you don't, if there's a film that you can't find on Netflix, then you have to rent a film. From where? Apple TV or on, as you say, your Google Films. Well, but that's like saying uh, you hate going to the movies then. That that's essentially renting for four times the price that anyone else is charging you, by the way. Yeah, no, I, I, I do agree. The irony is there. But the thing is, it just irritates me that you have to pay 50 bucks for a movie and then it just goes away after three days where I have DSTV and Netflix and all of these things that are just there all the time. Like, just watch another movie. Oh, Ryan, business works that way. You know, yeah. you got to keep paying for stuff so that uh, uh, we, we can make a movie about a Chinese guy who's got 10 rings on his wrist. <laughs> right, Ryan, did you, are you old enough? Did you ever go to, were video stores still around when you were growing up? Yeah. How did you feel about that when you had to take it back? So now you can go, you press a button and the stuff comes. Then you had to get in your car, go get it, bring it, and after one day, you didn't even get it for three days, oh. one day, you had to take it back. Yeah. No, how, I, how did you feel about that? I would watch that one movie about five times. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Uh, At least you're consistent. No, no, no. Okay, I, so did I. I did because I was like, there's no way. And sometimes I'd rent it for three because I just had to. I would watch those movies over and over again. But the thing, I have the same issue with uh, the video stores as I do with Netflix is I spend two hours trying to find a movie. My dad... W- when I was a kid, my dad would literally be like, Ryan, pick a movie or we're leaving. And because it would be there for like an hour and, and then sometimes it would be taken out. Yeah. That, that was so annoying. Ryan's touching on a few wild things there, right? Mm, mm. It's so funny you say that because I, I'm willing to bet the majority of people, video store, DVD days, you hire it, you watch it at least twice, if not three times. Mm. Guys, I've never done this, by the way. Really? No, I've never is, hired you guys, a movie. No, I hired a movie. But you don't watch it multiple times? Once, ever. But go ahead. This is amazing. No, but, so so uh, more people did that than not. Mm. But I'd love to know how many people hire a movie off Apple or whatever and only watch it once. It's weird. That's weird. Well, it just shows our digital content, how disposable it is. Mm. MKC just donates money. 
He just rents and never watches it. He, knows, he didn't know there was a three-day expiry date. I'm four films in, right? <laughs> four films, Spider-Man, all of the ones before, so not these ones now. Both of them. Bought both of them. Oh, it's on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I paid for, for both of those. I also did that for another, for something else recently. Oh, it's on Netflix. Like, yeah, I, I, I've donated, what, 400 bucks. I've still only watched one series on Netflix, by the way. I just want to be very clear. That's In fact, crazy. one show. One episode of one show, a great documentary, The King, uh, Ronnie Coleman, the great uh, uh, power and body mm. lift and Mr. Olympia, uh, basically, right? Yeah. I'm, I'm giving money to Netflix, and on this case, I've given money to Google, and there's no refund. They, they both need it, though, so just consider yourself as helping out these little mom and pop stores, right? S- startups. Netflix and Google are like, I don't know how long they're going to be able to stay in business these days. It's consider yourself like a, a an angel angel investor. Can what? I can I tell you what's irritating me with the streaming market lately? Is in America it hasn't hit here yet, but it's going to. In America now, they're taking everything off Netflix, and they're starting all these um, TV stations are starting their own streaming platforms. So now, if you want to watch anything HBO, you have to buy HBO. If you want to watch Paramount Plus, mm. then you have to get Paramount Plus. If you want to watch Peacock, then you have to get Peacock. If yeah. you want NBC, you have to pay for NBC. Now there's no – Netflix had everything in one subscription. Mm-hmm. Now these guys have been clever, Disney Plus as well, ripping everything off Netflix except for like – I think Spider-Man's the only Marvel stuff on there. Well, and the, the, limited, the, yeah. the Sony ones because of the deal with oh, Sony. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, that's it's right. the Disney and Sony deal. But – it's, complicated. Yeah. That's why you have to give props to MultiChoice, the local South African mm. one, right? Local network. They had such a hold on the local market and all the rights that when Netflix first came in South Africa, Netflix couldn't even show their own shows <laughs> because MultiChoice had the rights. I think it was House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. And mm. I think there was one other that DSTV had the rights to show Netflix before Netflix. Because they said, well, we've been here. We got the rights. Yeah. We're showing it first. For these territories. Showmax hey? and HBO have an exclusive deal as well. Yeah. Mm, mm. So is Kirby Enthusiasm available Not on Showmax? Yet. It's, it will come. It's, so the old season's up to season 10 mm-hmm. is there, but the new season's not there yet. So I saw what we did in the shadows, that vampire show. I haven't seen it. So that's just popped up. And I know last time when that season came, Curb came like a few weeks later. Okay, very, all right. You don't know these so things. So it's very, very interesting how, how everything works. So you don't like that uh, the central hub of Netflix is now becoming uh, sort of dispersed. There's a diaspora. Well, Netflix and, are going to end up only having Netflix produce stuff. And why wouldn't you want to do that? Right? If I'm Netflix, it's actually a bit of a pain to have to deal. I can only imagine the politics when something costs $200 million. If I'm Netflix, I want to dictate, like Google, I don't want to hear from Disney. Because that, that's where Netflix is headed. Make my own stuff in-house so that we never have to deal with if things go woke, don't worry about it. We're the machine. We're doing it how you do it. You don't want to work with us? Take somewhere else, pal. Well, like I would imagine. Netflix are putting like a couple of like billion, loads and loads yeah. of billion over the next few years into their own content. Mm. Well, right? they've, they've and re- Apple do the same. Apple yeah. do the same. Apple go, our lifespan is not in devices and tablets and whatever. Our lifespan is a subscription. Games, music, TV shows. Apple Arcade. That's Apple Arcades, right? And Netflix on the app I saw the other day, there's Netflix games. Yeah, yeah. On my Netflix. On the American version, yeah. It's the way to do it. Listen, this was said by a guy who used to drink a lot, also beat the Germans, right? He said, 
um, the empires of the future are the empires of the mind, right? A guy called Winston Churchill mm. and how right he was <laughs> and he didn't realize back then. It's not it, – it's only in IP now. IP is king, right? <laughs> Content is king in every sense now. But you've got to make sure that it's your own because mm. – the juggernauts now, like Disney and like whoever else, is that once they have 2% of what you got, they've got all the lawyers in the world in 15 years' time to make it a nightmare for you should you want to go to China, Japan. or uh, These are just some of the small things I'm thinking about. Mm. There's a reason Netflix are doing what they're doing because for some of us, we're like, oh, they probably just want to get along with Disney. Netflix are going, no, those people are terrible. We want to, <laughs> we, we should do it this way. Plus, they're probably fighting about lots of stuff uh, with lawyers already. Like, get out of here. You uh, see, Disney Disney's winning so far because they've had such a catalog of films and TV shows over the years. So when it came to the idea of Disney+, Plus, it was like, it's a no-brainer. We have so much content that people have already consumed and loved over the years. We're just going to upload it. Whereas now Netflix, they've started doing this whole thing of producing their own stuff. I don't know if you know about Adam Sandler's lifetime i don't know it's a lifetime deal but they basically said to adam sandler you're going to stop making movies for the big screen only netflix exclusives and we'll give you as much money as you need no it makes sense that's literally all they've said adam sandler has hacked the whole game though because this netflix deal right he goes costs all his friends Mm. right rob schneider and um kevin james and david spade (laughs) right chris rock he only costs his friends Always cast the most beautiful woman as his wife, right? Salma Hayek. Always, right? Always. And then they go and shoot the movie in some tax haven. So the one movie they shot at Sun City because it was like funded. Blended. Blended. blended Because it was funded by the Department of Arts and Culture. Goes and shoots in Cuba. Goes and shoots in tax havens. Yeah. Always at resorts with his friends. Amazing. (laughs) Makes and, terrible and I, movies. They are terrible. Have you noticed? Oh, this I love him. I love him. His wife makes a cameo in, in, every in all of his movies. movies. Yeah, every single one. So he's doing like a Tim. It's not as weird as Tim Burton. You know what I mean? Why was he always costing his wife with uh, Johnny Depp? <laughs> you know what? Like it's working as someone who works with my wife. It solves a lot of challenges. Interesting. Mm. I thought it would create problems working with not, not Not everyone can do it. I think people say that. They say they can't work with their spouse until they do. And they go, oh, okay, it's actually not the worst. And she makes better royalties, I'm sure. <laughs> Huge. Tax write-off. That's interesting. The, now, the, the, working with your partner, the, 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 maybe because I'm so indoctrinated into never work with your spouse, but you're saying it solves a lot of problems. That's interesting. What's one problem it solves, just out of interest? Basically, uh, coffee dates or tax write-offs. Second. <laughs> Spoken like a true businessman. You, you can claim it back. It's a work expense. Smart. Yeah. yeah he says, oh, this is a work. It's a work, it was a work, a work lunch. I've heard enough. That's, that's all. <laughs> Stop it right there. The only issue, guys, I want to mm. say, all right? Uh, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings Only one writing issue for me The only thing I want to complain about The girl Isn't that surprised that this guy Is like part of a legacy Whose dad's been around for a thousand years Yes, it's post Thanos And that whole thing, I get it That it's like, okay, we're living in that ridiculous world (laughs) But the scene that transitions him Because the movie goes from zero to a hundred Immediately, there's a bus scene When you see it one day he's di- he's driving uh, cars and a, what's it a valet guy, mm, mm. and the next day they're on a bus. Some you know, some stuff happens, and then he's revealed as like a superhuman. 
and she's not shocked about it. They go back to his home village. There's just a writing thing there. You're talking me. about Aquafina. Yes. I don't know how to say her name. Lady, yes. she's, she's hilarious, right? Yeah. So, and, and they always, they give themselves the, the, the mulligan of going, oh, well, anything can happen. We saw half the population. They say that is to go, okay, well, we believe anything now. Yeah. What, although, right, the guy who plays Shang-Chi, he was in Kim's Convenience, right? That dude is stacked, right? He is ripped. He is muscular. Yeah. Okay, that boy is in shape. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If that boy just started beating up people on a bus, I'd go, yeah, that makes sense. Because that guy's not getting that body, <laughs> like that physique, yeah. just from riding valets and doing a bit of CrossFit. Right? So I think if your friend is built like that and suddenly he starts beating people down, you go, taken in that we're in this Thanos world. Yeah, I get it. I get it. If you're scrawny or out of shape, you yeah. go, oh, wow, that's surprising. The boy's jacked. Yeah, but 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 she does say on the bus, what does he look like? He can't fight. Th- that's where uh, the, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. And then it turns out the guy's boom, boom, boom. But anyway, other than that, just a little, we can maybe tighten that up. Great film. Everything it's about it. it it's, it's probably of all of them that I've seen, it's the tightest writing. Like Bumblebee was a mess. There was just too much for me. I told you mixed race relationship in 1987. There's just nonsense. Too much nonsense there. Bad writing. There's no need just because we're going into an eighth dimension to have bad writing. We can still have core fundamentals. Something did bother me though. When he goes and now, cause the coolest moment of any superhero movie is when they get their suit. 100%. He gets his suit. He's still wearing his Jordans. I don't know how you felt about that. I, I wasn't quite there. I, I've not yet seen I have it, two but, comments on that. But, but I wrapped Ryan, as a man who will wear Jordans on the beach, <clears throat> just your thoughts on, on him now having to stop probably the greatest villain in, yeah, w- within the Asian part of the, of the metaverse or, or whatever it's called, the, the Marvel universe. And he's still rocking Jordans. Just your thoughts. I mean, ancient Chinese culture. But now, are these, now I haven't seen the movie, but I'm. Are you going to watch it? No, I, I'm going to watch it. Of all of them, this is the one you have this to watch. This is the one I have yeah. to watch. I know Barrett was telling me about it. He said he went to the premiere and he, he loved it. That's Barrett Edelstein. Shout out. But the thing is, right? If I'm a superhero and I have a, I have a, like a kick-ass suit, I want like Jordans that are to the same sort of standard as my suit though. <laughs> well, I still want those Jordan ones, but they must have that like, mult, like changing color skin and. I get what you're saying, right? Mm. But just the practicality of it, because. <laughs> Their suits are always made of something. So I won't give away Shang-Chi, but the suit is made of something. Mm. It's either nanotech or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You, not the whole time is he fighting other karate guys, which Jordans can handle. Yeah. You now start getting into supernatural things. Not even the best Jordans are not breaking when you're kicking, jumping, and doing that amount of work. That's true. So he's not playing a game of basketball. It's not three on three. Yeah. He's doing supernatural things. So he should be wearing like Thanos shoes. No, I, I don't think Jordans are lasting. No. Yeah. I don't think Jordans are lasting mm. in the, what he's doing. No, because yeah. in our world, Michael Jordan was one of the greatest athletes to ever, you, you, uh, ever do it. Yeah, but that's I mean, where gravity applies. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, f- things like things like you getting punched in the neck leads to death in the world that you're talking about because it's the real world that we can perceive as human beings. Very fallible. But then in a world where like Thanos exists, does he bring out a shoe? You know what I mean? No, Thanos doesn't need shoes. That, that's what Paolo's saying. But actually, they've actually touched on something. What other superheroes do you know? What shoes do they wear? No, but they're all wearing like suit incumbent shoes. Yes. Mm. So like Tony Stark goes into space in Iron Man 2. Once you go into space, Jordans are gone. Yeah, yeah. Jordans are not handling that, that pressure. Sure. 
Captain America, he's got that like super serum, super speed, like uh, Black Panther does, right? Like that's a that's a flaw. It's a, if it's I'm a if, exactly, if I'm wearing a vibranium suit that can take impact, yes, but I'm wearing Jordans, I shoot the guy in the toes. That's ex- this is what I'm saying with Shang Chi. Yeah. I'm shooting in your toes. Mm. Yeah, he's making the stallion. He, he, that's what he was looking to be. His father is the most powerful warrior in, in Asia. Thousand years the guy looked after these rings. And he's wearing Jordans. Great point. Yeah, no, it is a good point. But they've also opened up a real good, like, market here. Cause now. What, for chopped off feet? No, 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 <laughs> shoes. Like, what is your favorite superhero wearing? Like, like I guarantee you, if Senzo sees that, uh, Captain America is wearing Lacoste's. Yeah. You'll go see Senzo buy a pair of Lacoste shoes. But Captain America practically couldn't wear Lacoste. Because <laughs> with his speed and his strength, he'd break them. He'd just yeah, run yeah. right through them. They're built for four ways more. They're not, they're not built for lasting. Or what was he from like 200 years he was, uh, Captain America or whatever he was. 80 know. years, 80 years. So like, okay, we're now talking DC, but the Flash, right? Mm. I mean, Nike, Air, Be- yeah, Nike Air Pegasus, I mean, the handle for speed, <laughs> not the Flash's speed. Mm-mm. He's burning those things up. So that's true. So it bo- it bothered me. It's it bothered bad me. It bothered me that we're dealing supernatural. This is not into the dragon. You know, it's not even the last dragon with the glow. We're talking supernatural. And the guys wearing Jordans. I shoot him in the toes. He's not bodyguard from Beijing. Shoot him in the toes. Megan the Stallion. She knows. She'll tell you. <laughs> she was at the Kardashians' house. Yeah. So, Paula, great review. I would give it. I'd give it an eight. It's the best one I've seen. The Wait, only thing it was missing was Thanos. Best what? Of of all of the oh, Marvel, are we, about, are we talking about a superhero movie? Are we yeah, talking about all like of, a, them, of all of them? Of Thor? Of the, okay, wait, uh, you can't say that because you haven't seen Thor. No, I've seen the first. You haven't seen Ragnarok? Yeah, I'll, I'll watch Ragn, Ragnarok tonight. <laughs> there's, a, there's a series. Oh my god, I don't know if you've seen this on Netflix. By the way, I saw like the preview of so it's an origins tale, and they they've gone like Vikings. If you I don't know if you've seen Vikings and Norsemen, where they hire mm. or where all the casting. Is, is people from whatever, Denmark, Sweden, whatever, where they've got the ridiculous accents. They don't say Ragnarok like we do. So please do yourself a favor. If you've got Netflix, go and watch, the, uh, just watch the trailer. Cause they do, cause I love it, right? It's mm. hysterical. They're, so my dad lived in Finland for a long time. They have the most ridiculous accent in the world. The most ridiculous people in the world are people from Finland. They don't know it though. They yeah. are ridiculous. Ragnarok. That's how they. It's like <laughs> it's too much. So Ragnarok original tale available right now on Netflix. So you reckon I watch that and then I get back to you? But for me, I just mean the writing. I watch mm. for the writing as well. The rest of them, it's been a mess. The only thing, the villain sucks. Versus you know, what? I I watched the wrong way around. I had to watch this before I watched Endgame because you're not going to get Thanos again, and you're not going to get. The great Sir Ian McKellen. Uh, you haven't seen X Men, eh? Uh, I I watched it way back. As I Magneto, haven't, I haven't seen it no, like Magneto recently. Uh, Magneto, Thanos, best villains. You need a strong villain, and then we can, we can take it from there. But so, I see. This is why you also need to go watch the first Spider Man movies with Tobey Maguire because those villains, great. It's not, it's, it's not, it's not like the current villains now. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Um, but yeah, very good film. I'd go and watch it. Just one more thing on on. Um, Super people, superhumans, and movies, and getting to watch them, Paolo. Big problems in the Republic of South Africa right now. I wanted to go to the movies and watch Spider-Man and Eternals um, over this sort of New Year period. I had to go at quarter past nine or nine o'clock because I don't watch movies in 3D. Right? I, th- I think it's a ridiculous thing to do. I, I, I literally can't. I can't see anything. No, it's terrible. 
I can't what? see anything. No, it's terrible. It's a terrible mm. way to... I don't enjoy it. You guys need to go to a 4D movie. No. It I, is fantastic. Ryan, I literally can't see it. Even with my glasses because of my eyes. I can't, I can't see... What do I have? I got a stigmatism. Mm. I can't mm. see the 3D. It, there's no 3D to me. But then, go, but then go to the, the 4D theater... Because have you been to a 4D movie before? No. But then it smells and then wind blows on yeah, your feet. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's a water. I know. I've oh, no, 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 no. I'm not into it. It's so good. No, I no, saw... I want to watch a movie. I don't want you. I don't want the world. I saw... Uh, oh, what's that movie with Kevin Hart? Uh, with, with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? I don't know. Were they detectives? No, no, not, not Central. It's that other one where they get lost in the game. Jumanji. Ju- oh, Jumanji. Jumanji. I saw Jumanji 2 in 4D in Cape Town. And it was... So good. Okay. So, were, were you able to eat for a month after you bought your tickets? <laughs> because a four, what's like 300 Rand for a ticket of a 4D movie? I'm not going to lie to you. We stepped it up a little bit. As you know, when I go to Cape Town, I like to live like. He only like does a Uber king. Black. Like so, a hip hop producer. No, no, no. That's what he does. <laughs> really? Yeah. No, he only does Uber in, Black. In, in Cape, Cape Town, Town, I only Uber Black. Um, but I kind of felt a bit embarrassed because, firstly, we're in the 4D theater, and then my friend and I uh, ordered a bottle of champagne. <laughs> as, <laughs> while we're watching the movie and then they brought the champagne and I was like we can't drink this now because now we have to <laughs> we have to now pop the champagne what are you talking in the middle about? of the movie but only, so then we didn't touch the champagne but little did I know they pre-popped it before they brought it through oh with the glasses goodness. you should have waited it would have been perfect <laughs> to wait for like other uh, a scene where they're shooting guns <laughs> or where they pop champagne and you just shoot it and someone gets the cork and this movie's good. No, <laughs> can, can I tell you what? The VNA Waterfront Movie Theater, brilliant. Shout out, like brilliant service. Brought the champagne in a champagne holder, glasses. We had food come in. I mean, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. No, when you go to Cape Town, you have you have to live like. You Do have you know, to live the life you deserve. Ryan cheats though because Uber Black in Cape Town, your average trip in Cape Town is 15 minutes. Exactly. So it's not like Uber Black in Joburg is like, that's a car installment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've paid 100%. an installment on that yeah. car. Uh, or right. a house. Uh, exactly. A decent house, yeah. You Uber Black in Cape Town, I mean, it's like 30 rand. Yeah, it's like renting a bicycle. <laughs> and, and if you stay within the VNA waterfront, exactly. like four or five Ks, you can get anywhere under 100 bucks no, on, but it's, in, in an Audi or a Miss. But they're serious. Right? I feel you because you, you, you're about that life. Ryan, 4D <laughs> movies, absolutely mental. So, but I can only go quarter past three or seven o'clock. I have the same issue. I want to go see Spider-Man tonight right. and it's only on a quarter seven. Let's talk about it on the other side because I feel like it's an issue. We do have some sports stuff to get to, but this is an important thing because we're, we're a content show, damn it. And I need to watch superhero movies where the writing's terrible. Jack Gyllenhaal was a, a floating lamp. I need to know what's going on after he did what he did in the last Spider-Man. It's the MKT show. So, I've always said to people, I wish we could have four different crews to record the podcast within a podcast, right? (laughs) Because in the break of the MKT show, always, it always, every single show, there's always something in the break that I wish I could have shared with the world. And listen, seven times out of ten, you legally cannot share with the world. But this one we can. My God, what a revelation. So... Ryan, I don't think we can ever aptly describe Ryan. He is, he, so he's got this vibe when he goes to Cape Town, he Cape Towns. Mm. Like he pimps out, uber black, 
Like people must think he's what, what sort of music? EDM DJ? Mm. Must be some Swedish, definitely a Scandinavian, Dutch EDM DJ. People must definitely think that's him. Hundred percent. So he's telling us that not only did he go to a 4D, which I mean, a 4D ticket is expensive as it is. Yeah. Right. He gets bottle service. <laughs> gets. But was it a new metro or Stuart Kinnickle? These are the local chains. I think it is new metro. It's, 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 it's the one at the VNA waterfront. I think it is. But go ahead, Paolo. I'll, I'll get on that. So he's getting bottle service at a movie. Like, cinema chains are lucky if they see me at the concession stand. I'm all about going to the supermarket. I'm buying my whispers from the, the pick and pay, right? I'm not buying, <laughs> paying 60 rand for whispers, okay? This boy is getting bottle service. Okay, I'm going in with a water bottle. I filled out the water at the yeah. in the bathroom. Yeah, I'm with you. Right? Can't do that. He then goes... Well, I'm not Cape Town Ryan. <laughs> he then goes... I'm not going to lie to you guys. This is what he says in the break. Between the movie tickets and the the bottle service. The bottle service at the cinema costs for two of them over two over a thousand rand. Yeah, it was about yeah, it was about one three. Thirteen hundred bucks. I'm trying to I'm trying to find the picture for for you now. It's outrageous. All right, so New Metro Cinemas is, is the one at the end of the It is New Metro, eh? Yeah. Incredible. My favorite part, to add to your story, when I said because I as he's saying what you you you've just told us, I'm heckling. This is one of the most hilarious, brilliant things I've ever heard. Then Ryan says to me, What have you never had champagne in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> Which is such an awesome thing to be able to say. You have to try new things all the time. You have to. You're bloody right, Ryan. My God. He's, he I will says find that this to us wearing a jacket that probably costs as much as an old yellow Volkswagen Beetle. <laughs> right? Hey, what do you think? I think that I think you could buy a Volkswagen oh, Beetle easily. for cheaper oh, than that jacket. Oh, no, no, no. Easy. You trade that and, and you get change. It was definitely more than my car installment. I'm not surprised. I'll, I'll tell you that. I'm not surprised. That jacket is mental. Paolo, I want to tell you. <laughs> wow. Cape Town Ryan. Incredible. Jordan's <laughs> on the beach, this guy. There is no flex like a Cape Town Ryan. <laughs> Jordan's on the beach. That's enough. It, it, Jordan's on the beach. When he told me that, I said, Ryan, get him up there. They must be. This guy is definitely doing remixes for Black Coffee. He's definitely, yeah, he's doing a Dua Lipa mashup. Like, that's what they must think Ryan's doing. And what, he, he was at... This it is camps a, Bay Beach. This is us outside just after the movie finished. Great. We had, we had, uh, Great on visual. He's showing us a yeah. photo. There is confirmation of champagne and it's champagne, not sparkling wine. This is not JC LaRue, Fifth Avenue cold duck. Is it the M one? The M champagne? The M, M champagne. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. not allowed saying brands. Well, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. I'm, what do you want? I, I actually can't remember what brand it was. It was just, well, it, well, it, it looks like my way Chandon, It's champagne. It, it's, it's not proper. sparkling yeah, wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. I won't lie. When you're the only one ordering the champagne in the movie theater, you do feel a bit... Boss levels. Yeah. No, no, no. I think I felt a little more embarrassed than I did boss levels. Because everyone's like, oh, these guys now got the people in here. They're blocking the... What movie were we watching again? Jumanji 2. Amazing. It's a bit of a waste. <laughs> like, that's, that's amazing. You know what I'm going to say? You're going to watch maybe a new James Bond yes. or Avengers Endgame yes, yeah. or like something iconic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, there's a market for that because hmm. the 11 year olds aren't impressed. The thing was that night we had nothing planned. Like we had every other night planned. Well, you couldn't afford it after <laughs> 14. Because <No. laughs> I just either, I think it was, oh yeah, because later that night 
we were just trying to find stuff to do. So after the movie, we got out. We went to this other club. There was long lines, and I don't do lines. And then, of course, he's an yeah, idiom. Do a leap of mashups. Come on, <laughs> from Sweden, yeah. And so then my my friend is like, okay, fine. There's one more place we can try. If there's a line, we can walk. But if we get in, then you know. And then we went to um, what's that very popular club in Cape Town? Um, <laughs> look, yeah. who, look who's asking. I mean, come on, to, think, to, to, to Bali's. Do me a favor. <laughs> Ten o'clock. I'm at home. Arcade. Okay, Arcade Empire. Yeah. Uh, yeah, or was, just arcade. Well, arcade. Arcade was Pretoria. Yeah, yeah but that's Pretoria. So we went to arcade. There was a line. I said, I'm, I'm giving these guys two minutes. And then one of the bodyguards saw me and went into the line, to the back of the line and said, you guys look like you want to have a good time. Yeah. I was like, yeah. And come with us to the front. And then we got escorted to the front. Incredible. I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. And then there was some parade going on around the city center. I don't know. I don't know what night it was, but it was, it was a good night. He gets taken to the front of long queues and they put on parades for him. Bro. I want to go to Cape Town with Ryan. It's a whole thing. Uh, it's, it's an experience. It is. It, yeah. bloody, bloody right it is. Ryan, good for <laughs> you, dude. All right. <laughs> As he looks at his iPad Pro. <laughs> Let's finish this off by electric news that came in this morning. Um, I was telling Ryan about a job I used to have in Cape Town. Pretty cool. And Paolo, you and I, obviously, different generation. Um, I mean, you... And uh, Dory van Logrenberg, of course, co-host of That 80 Show, uh, available everywhere now. Hey, well, what, what do we search for? That, that oh, 80 Show. Just that. search That 80 Show. It is on Cliff Central. We just posted a new episode yesterday. Katrina from Katrina and the Waves, Walking on Sunshine. Oh, interviewed. The Walking on Sunshine. The Walking on Sunshine lady. And from it's time Boston. to feel good. It is time to feel good. So, so. that's that we just posted up yesterday. Because you, you got to get the algorithm right. You got to post content. Thousand percent. So we put that up. Uh, that's our latest episode. We'll be back with live shows next Friday, I think. Excellent. Sing star lovers around the world are going to want to listen to that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Shang, hey, Shang-Chi and the uh, Legend of Ten Rings. Karaoke in that. Very funny. Um, <laughs> Paolo. That 80 show. What do people search for? That 80 show. Just okay. search that 80 show. No matter where you are. We even got some stuff on YouTube. We've got some other interviews there. Excellent. All the podcast platforms, cliffcentral.com. That, just search that 80 show in the Google. You'll find it. That 80 show essay on Facebook. All the podcasts are in there. Fantastic. Now, Brilliant. obsessed with the 80s. I say to Ryan this morning, I used to look after or chaperone. Is, I, I keep saying it that way. I don't, I don't know a better word than hang out with. A few celebrities. I said a name. He didn't know who it was. I was stunned. Heard of a guy called Richard Gere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had to Google Richard Gere. I thought, my gosh, how old am I? No. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. When I was Ryan's age, and uh, you know what? I'm going to throw James in there as well. <laughs> He's not yet to defend himself, Mm-mm. but F him. Yeah. I'm going to throw him. <laughs> just have a go, James. No, I'm on board. I'm on board. <laughs> um. When I was your guy's age, I knew everybody. I knew Engelbert Humperdinck. Do you know Engelbert Humperdinck? I no, knew. That sounds like a great name. I knew. I knew these people. <laughs> I knew Rock Hudson. I knew these people. Because I'm inquisitive about culture. Yeah. I'm inquisitive about one of the finest actors. Could you say about Richard Gere? Was he a fine actor? He had fine moments. Yeah. But he did miss, if you're going to be honest. I did sort of recognize him once I Googled him. See. But I, I, thought, I thought MKT was talking about the weatherman from SABC3. Simon Stone, I think it is. Simon, it? Simon Gear. Oh, okay. No, no, no. There the American guy. Did you think of the American guy or the South African guy? Simon, Simon Gear. Okay. Like African? really skinny little guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he was like, he was quite famous back in the day. So you thought I'd tell your story about 
hang out with a weatherman. You got well, he was the only weatherman I know. All due respect, and I'm sure being a weather person is very difficult. This is why we've got to bulletproof ourselves. If you get to a point where an app can do your job better than you, I mean, it's not his fault. No, it's, it's not, not his fault. But you got to go, got to foresee. Like what we're doing right now, it might not. Who knows? It's variable. You might love it. You might hate it. Yeah. Can an app do it one day? And until then, we're fine. Yeah. But I'm you've got to go. When you go into college, it should be an application. Can an app do my job in <laughs> eight years? Yeah. Go, I don't want to do that. Uh, you'll write off many, many, many careers. Mm, that's what I'm saying. You've you got to know who Richard Gere is, dude. No, I did recognize him once I saw him. But that's I just... not the response. See, that response drove me even crazier. Automatically, <laughs> you should know Richard Gere. Oh, even if you just got Pretty Woman. You don't have to go Officer and Gentleman. You don't have to go American Gigolo. That's where I know him from. Isn't Pretty Woman with uh, Julie Roberts? Correct. Oh, that's where I recognize him from. Anyway, that's uh, that's the life I'm living. I just thought I'd, I'd, I'd bring you into it. I work with guys who who think Adolf Hitler died in Argentina. Uh, that's James Ilsley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I love that. I love that in James's mind. In the middle of World War II, Adolf goes, "Oh, things are a little hot here. Let me let me take a golf retreat with my brand new girlfriend. Let's go." He's he's not off. I mean, there are. The rumors about that. Mm. Uh, his whole bunker got taken to Argentina, mm. whether he was in it or not. Speculative. But James is into uh, conspiracy theories. No, he said it's educational. I was just, okay, unbelievable. <laughs> and you and Richard, yeah, incre- incredible, incredible times. Even more incredible, and I wanted to ask you guys before we get into this World Cup thing, I was just thinking about the World Cup being every two years, right? Because I was hearing Mbappe, um, I thought he, he said some interesting things. But I thought in this day and age, what makes things special anymore? Because mm-hmm. we can get movies whenever we want, like, you know, Ryan's Uber blacking wherever he wants. Do you even need to buy a special car? I can just be in an Audi now and rent it for the eight minute trip, right? And I was trying to think in this day and age, what makes things special anymore? Because in 1998, I knew what made things special frequency, and if not, quality. Like you had to be one of those things. So will this thing come out once a year? Okay, it's special. Every four years, it's special. The Olympics, wow. Just to get to watch the Olympics, to watch one sport when I was young. I remember waking up at ridiculous hours to watch Ilana May in 96, right? Like that was special. And even then, I only had Mnet. Like I watched a little bit of Ilana May, not 16 channels, a little bit of Ilana May. It's over because they're crossing back to the news or the Mnet show. Like, it is over. There's no broad coverage with 16 reporters reporting about gymnastics. That wasn't how it was. So I knew it was special. And it was not often. But I don't know now if anything's special anymore. Because they're talking about the World Cup being every two years. The old in me wants to fight it. But why not now? Like, wh- why not have the World Cup every two years? Because it's about money. Well, you know, even... Yes, it's about money. Take the money bit out of it, right? And if you're a business that with FIFA only their cash cow only arrives every four years and you go, well, if it's making me that amount every four years, let me make it every two years and I'll double my money. Mm. I mean, that, that, that's take that cynicism out of it. I always find it difficult for us to criticize because yeah, we sit on a platform that is revolutionizing the way people communicate, right? 10 years ago, there was no internet. There was no way of doing podcast. There was. It was very hard. 
So we're sitting in a medium in a space, and the only reason we're getting out there is because somebody de- decided to take on the status quo. Yeah. Somebody decided to challenge the historical, right? So, okay, right now we're audio only. A hundred years ago, only people who sat in big radio stations could talk and mm. tell people what they think. Mm-hmm. And, no it, longer, and it was special. And it was, Well, was it? Well, I mean, if you it made was, it to that level, it was quite, you know, to get to that level, no one could just jump on a mic and put a show out. Well, nobody had the opportunity because mm. I think a lot of people could jump on the mic, which is now. Mm. I don't think we're more or less than people sitting in big radio stations. Sure. I think we're just as good, right? Yeah. So that was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> so, so the point I'm trying to make in a long-winded way is to go, don't just keep something because it's always been that way. There's a reason to challenge. That's why I say you've got to take the cynicism out of it. So it goes, if there's a viable reason – the World Cup hasn't changed. T- uh, what t- 58, huh? Well, the first World Cup was 1930. Yeah. So we're heading to 100 years since the first World Cup. Every four years. Okay, took a break because of the war. But every four years. And they had it every four years because logistically, you're getting around by ships. It wasn't easy to get around every four years, yeah. right? Now it is. So it's going, you know, why not explore it, look at it, understand FIFA going to make money, but go, you know what? We're in South Africa, right? When will we realistically get another World Cup? Never. We'll mm. never get another World Cup. Not in our life. On a four-year cycle. Yeah. Every two years, okay, not so bad. I had the conversation with somebody the other day where I said, take it as a Portugal fan. Portugal, to win a World Cup, you need how many things? You need a great squad of players. You need the right environment. You need all the referee calls. You need to be in a country that's favorable to you because a lot of teams don't travel well. It's too hot. It's too cold. It's this time, whatever, yeah. right? That's why the Qatar World Cup is a total open because it's so weird. Yeah. And I think Brazil are going to win for that reason because they just seem to adapt wherever they go. And it's close to Carnival as well. So they'll probably say, listen, win the World Cup, Carnival for you. Neymar <laughs> it will have well, the best done. tournament he's yeah. ever had. Yeah. Done. And it's perfect. Middle of the season. This is when I like to party this anyway. Yeah. This is when I party anyway. I'm in the Middle East anyway, <laughs> right? This time of year. Yeah. So... And I was saying about Portugal, you need so many things to fall into place every four years, and then it doesn't. And then you need it again, and then it doesn't. But it's every two years, you're going, well, things fall into place. And I said to the guy, if Portugal, if they change the World Cup to every two years, and Portugal win, does it mean less to you? Would you go, ah, it's a two-year World Cup. Mm. It won't mean any less. A World Cup is a World Cup. A World Cup's a World Cup. It won't mean any less. And then just to wrap up the point, something that, because it comes around, Oscars, are the Oscars any less valuable because it's yearly? Mm. Are the Grammys any less? T- t- we've all got opinions on things, but yeah. these things happen every single year and they are the benchmark like it or not. Is it devalued because it happens every year? No, not at all. And to your point there, my, my thing as I was thinking about it last night taking some notes was that I think the World Cup's the third product in world football anyway. True. True. I, I think La Liga and the Premier League are the the peak. I think the Champions League second, and I think the World Cup's third. And, I, I genuinely believe and that. And FIFA know that. FIFA know that. They go, well, let's at least be a good third. Let's maybe even try to be second. Sure. 100%. So so th- there's an argument to then, it doesn't actually matter if you have it every two years and it gets diluted. Nothing else is close. No. So don't worry about it. Like... Like you're saying, let's experiment. The money thing's important. Great. Get on that. The one part of it I love, I hope the players get paid more. 
will the players see any of that money? Because ultimately now, what are we always saying? They play too much football. I don't mind if the players play too much football and they get paid. Now, I want 500000 a week to be reasonable. Like, I want guys at Brighton getting 500000 a week and I don't want to hear from anybody. If you do the two-year thing. Because what happens to Euros now? Yeah, listen, there's a whole practicality into it. A whole practicality. What happens to AFCON? Because also, <laughs> you've got to say to Europe, also to UEFA, and UEFA and FIFA will probably be in cahoots on this. You've always said AFCON's terrible for being in the middle of the year. <laughs> you did the Qatar thing. It's in December. So are you about it or not? And I don't want to hear Jurgen Klopp. Well, Klopp actually didn't make fun of the... Um, he was being sarcastic when he said mm. a small tournament. He He was saying, oh, by the way, there's a thing in... So he, in hindsight, he said that when it got when he got called on it, he said that. Yeah, it didn't look good in print. No, it didn't look good in print when he first said it. Yeah, but you have to watch the interview to, to <laughs> capture his tone that he meant. Oh, there's a tournament. He wasn't saying it. But point is now, is this the World Cup day? Because what if what if a World Cup in December works? By the way, like everyone's talking mm. about Qatar. Okay, obviously there's I think there's bigger problems why people are anti the Qatar World Cup. Whatever, that's your thing. What if this works? You ain't far in a position now. Like, what if this is a great time? Oh, great idea. The clubs get to reorganize. We, the staff get a break. The pitchers get a break. Like, what if this works, by the way? Mm. Ugh, then it's, it's a whole different world. I just want the players getting paid more. But also, you make a good point about that because a World Cup now versus 20, 30, 40 years ago, the content has almost not just doubled. It's in – there's – probably a hundred times more content available from the players because now we have platforms like social media. We have the news coverage. We've got way more TV shows and we've also got streaming platforms that are wanting to do exclusive things now. Now it's opened up so many more avenues that names are just being thrown around for viewership. They, they do deserve more money. I, I, I've always said, and people say I'm crazy. Footballers are criminally underpaid. There's far too much money in football Versus what they're getting. It's ridiculous. And I know it sounds crazy when people are earning 500,000 pounds a week to say this. But the market is far bigger than what Paul Pogba is earning. He is so much more valuable to football. He's so underpaid, that guy. When, when you, as a normal person, hear a rumor of Cristiano Ronaldo wanting to leave a club. Do you know how much money is like goes into just getting that news from where he is? To you, like the amount of money that goes into something like that, like an average man just hearing Cristiano Ronaldo wants to move. You know how much coverage that took to get to you. And you know how much money that's generating for yes. Sky Sports. Because not just Sky Sports. I mean, it's well, everywhere. Every, every, everywhere. Yeah. Every platform puts headlines. The average person is just scrolling through their, their normal day on whatever platform on TV. Cristiano Ronaldo's on there. He's everywhere. He's so, the, yeah. It, listen, the, the thing about football which is an awesome thing and a scary thing. Football is still quite amateur, actually, as a product. I 100% agree with that. And football football is. Because of this thing, especially when, and this is something that I've sort of become very aware of since I've been working with, with, with MKT on the show, is looking at American sports and how they operate. They know what they are. There's no, and people aren't going to like it, and we've had the conversation before about like, South African fans versus fans from Manchester or fans from London, whatever. American sport doesn't have this uh, history, mm. this heritage, this classical thing. 
American sports, like, listen, most of our teams are from the 60s and 70s. By the way, and they're probably not even from this city originally. Yeah. We move them around because that's where the market is. So Americans don't get in their feels about legacy and history. And they don't go on about it. They're like, and football, because of that, makes them ridiculously amateur. Yeah. We look at Manchester United. Since Manchester United started playing on legacy, heritage, DNA, mm. they've become more amateur as an institution. Well said. Instead of going, hey, we should be operating at NFL levels. Why there's no collective bargaining? Why the Premier League teams can't agree? Why players' image rights are the way they are? No. American sports go, we are a business. We run this like business. There's no sentimentality here. And guess what? If there's a better market that we can move to, we're going there. They will move. I'm, we're yeah, going. They, I'm they sorry. We're going. We're going. We're, I think we get too caught up in football. And the worst thing that's come into football in the last 10 years is this club DNA nonsense. Oh. It just makes you sound like an amateur because it doesn't exist. A club cannot physically have DNA. It's nonsense. <laughs> right? Well said. But football is a ridiculously amateur uh, exercise for the amount of money in it. The amount of money in it, it is ridiculously amateur. And the money, you, you know, again, we're just normal people, right? So we hear 500000 a week and it, it, it offends the living daylights out of us. Let me tell you something. China, South America, and Africa. The Premier League hasn't even started tapping into those markets. And, <laughs> and I'm not saying it to sound cool. I'm telling you, I work in this industry. It is my life to know these things. They haven't even started in those three mar- emerging markets. Forget India. The Premier League still hasn't started in the biggest middle-class consumer market in the world, India. So if you think of the money scary now, just you wait until a Lakshmi Mittal calls Facebook and Bezos gets involved. Because you can see they're coming. 22 games, I think, this year uh, Facebook Mm. had exclusively on on digital platforms. And um, also Amazon had a couple of exclusive games, by the way. So they are coming. The next ownership groups in the Premier League will have to be, you'll have to be Google to own a team. Yeah. That's coming. Look at Newcastle. Yeah. If people don't believe me, so we're only just getting started. Now what I say is kind of like the NIL in college sports where uh, college sport athletes are getting paid. All I hope, more World Cup, cool, whatever, which way, whichever way it goes. And it does offend me, by the way, because I'm the guy who wants for every four years because I think for things to be special, you need disappointment. You need the moment to be rare. But, but... I need to let it go because will the players get paid? And I don't think so. That's the only part I don't like. The, the only part I hate is that the wages are going to stay the same. And yes, they're astronomical. Yes, compared to a nurse, whatever. But whatever. That's your that's your issue. For the market they're in, they are ridiculously underpaid. And that's all I hate. But otherwise, let it ride, dude. I'm like, after I thought about it and I got over myself, I cried in the uh, fetal position in the shower. <laughs> I thought, let's let it ride. It's a different time. Mbappe, Neymar, it's, this is where uh, the next guy's Haaland, I think, in football. Let it ride. This is what it's about now. Content, baby. Like, you've you got to be, you gotta be I, on and FIFA get this. I think what the bigger thing is, for a lot of the reasons we said, I don't think FIFA ultimately wants a, four, a two-year World Cup because they're making such ridiculous statements about it with no real solution. Because everyone goes, but what about Euro? What about this? What about this? I don't think they want a two-year. I think they want a bigger World Cup. I think they ultimately want up to 50-team World Cup. You know what I mean? I'm with you. I think that's their end game. I think because compared to a World Cup every two years, which, oh, that's nonsense. That's historical. Like, okay, we'll come to the party four years 
but double the teams. Yeah. Then everybody's in the World Cup. Then you've got a World Cup, and it's it's not now that oh Haaland's not at the next World Cup. Oh Haaland and Mbappe, everyone's at everyone every World Cup. Super. No, nobody misses out. Super League. And I think ultimately, and maybe a longer tournament, like a two month tournament, six six years. I think that's where we're going to land. I don't think we land at a two year World Cup because it just doesn't work. I think they're going fair enough, four years bigger and longer. And then everyone goes, oh, that's not as bad. And great point, because if you don't think um, industries like this, FIFA understands something, right, is a lot of what they'd be doing now, like Paolo's saying, it's ridiculous. They're also getting feedback. Because for the first time ever, you're able to get feedback from Africa specifically. Now you can segment it. What do the Americans think? And and they they are playing a bit of that, but that's their job. Their job is to get feedback is, where's the money? Mm. And if Americans, let me tell you something. If Americans say, "Yeah, you better believe we're getting a World Cup every two well, years." Well, well, to your to your point about the markets, right? FIFA's block. FIFA don't care about Europe. They don't because Europe's too strong for them. Yeah. Okay. They go. Okay. Well, we're not going to convince Europe. They're always going to be against us. But if we can guarantee the USA, massive market. Mexico, massive market. China, India, Africa with ten teams. Mm. And we go to all those guys, even Australia, say, hey, listen, you yep. guys, we guarantee you a World Cup every four years for those markets. Guaranteed. We'll jippo it. It's guaranteed for you every four <laughs> years. Mexico, USA, China, India, plus Africa. Everyone's in. That, 100%. That's where the power – who's voting for that? Go, okay, well, not two years. We'll take every four years. And that's what I think they'll end up in. That's an awesome thought. But the, there is a lot more money coming in. I mean, I'm just talking about – the FIFA game now. Yeah. It's no longer exclusive to EA. Now yeah. it's open to 2K, mm. open to a bunch of other games as well. And so now there's going to be more money in, involved in the games and pushing the World Cup through gaming, like how they used to. I don't know if you remember when they first started re- releasing the FIFA games, they actually had the World Cup concentrated games. Like that was the first game I ever played. World Cup 98. Oh, okay. Uh, so, I played the sorry, I'm a Bali. Germany 2006. Yeah. But that was a game on its own. That wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a side piece now. You, so now they've opened up those markets too. But it's a brilliant thing you're saying. And, and there's a generational divide that you're showing. So <laughs> the, the great coach, um, no, but seriously, the great coach, uh, John Madden just died. Uh, if you don't know the, mm. the, the great video game, um, Madden, that was obviously named after him. He was the first guy. So if you see people drawing on screen now, like, hey, he's over <laughs> here. Uh, what, what do you call it? Obviously using a stylus, but I forget what that's called when you, uh, have the ability to draw X's and O's X's, X's and O's So he was the guy Who first did it So so John Madden Was the guy Who brought that to us And I mean He's got a great philosophy About why he wanted Madden to be But it's interesting That you've just Pointed that out Because more children Learned about the NFL Through Madden mm. yes. And connected to it So that's even Another beast Where Think about when Because we always go Harlan's the next guy FIFA might be thinking Like I don't know Who the biggest Asian star They're probably thinking Son Heung Min is our next megastar. Let's just wait for Ronaldo and these guys to go. And no, we want Asia. Like you're saying is we don't care about Europe anymore. They're going to do their own thing anyway. And there's a whole new world now. Africa is getting sophisticated. Mm. Australia is a real market. And if we can get America, hey, Christian Pulisic, you better look out for him. No matter what you think of him, that could be the next guy FIFA position. Um, but I'm, I'm telling you now, that's, that's, where the, that's where this lands. They go guarantee those massive markets. Guaranteed. Every year you be in the World Cup because we've expanded it. No problem. And to your point, Ryan, you, where, where your point comes to meet, Paolo's brilliant point, is that 
it'll be interesting to see because we because we we're so indoctrinated into Europe, right? We're like Mbappe, Haaland, mm. definitely Haaland, definitely Mbappe. Def- <laughs> Look out for Christian Pulisic to be the next um, cover player for FIFA yeah. for, for the brilliant reason you brought up, and and your reason is no, they're thinking fifty team World Cup in three World Cups time, maybe. That's very. That's a brilliant, brilliant point. I hadn't even thought of that as as I was uh, obviously. And you have to unfurl from the fetal position. You know what I mean? I was yeah. crying, <laughs> and then as I'm unfurling, the shower's not that big. You obviously it's awkward now. Like I'm not that flexible either. Tight hamstrings from training too much. You know what I mean, right? <laughs> and then I thought, oh. No, but I mean, this is how I learned most of my football knowledge was from actually from from the gaming end of things. And then when you when you play with the, with the different teams, you you notice who stands out. That's. That's how I I started learning about and, football. And you know what? I might laugh at that, but that that's what it is. <laughs> most people yeah. that's most even from my generation upwards. Football manager, that's where people learn games. Yeah. That's where people learn their players. Supat Rangratsami <laughs> is a guy I had at Portsmouth on uh football manager. The greatest oh. striker in the history. He was hidden in the Portsmouth development team. Supat Rangratsami, football manager 06. Unplayable once you let that guy develop in the first team, where the che- team was a cheat with Diara and Montari mm. and and Crankio. Nico when Harry Redknapp was doing the thing. Nico, yeah, Nico. Sol Campbell was in the back. Canu <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. What a team that was. What the Africa Africa. Also, just to add to your your point, how they haven't explored the African markets and all the all the different other markets. Have you ever taken like fifteen minutes to watch? I think it's Fan Zone after uh, Premier League game. Go ahead. I, th- I think I know what you're mm. going to say, but go ahead. Have you noticed how many people from these continents that you're speaking about call in? They've been watching the Premier League and they, they're calling in to engage because it's not really big there, but they, they just for, like forget Europe and all those guys. You don't see anyone phoning in from Europe. It's all the people watching in Africa, Zimbabwe, uh, uh, just, just a couple of Australians. It, listen, it's a brilliant time to be the Premier League and it's a brilliant time to be FIFA. It, it, like there couldn't be a better time because... Again, Africa is now getting the unique thing. It's called disposable income. We want, and also, it's perfect. Like now, it's, it, it's the perfect time. If it ca- happened 40 years ago, Africa could get the disposable income, but we can't send them the Premier League. Now, if you have a cell phone, boy, I can book Cristiano Ronaldo on there for free. For, uh, I'll watch Ronaldo for free, because we know what we're doing. To, 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 to Paolo's point. Paolo, I want to finish off on something about the whole FIFA vibe. This man called Ryan Tinline earlier said the most magical words to me he said i imported the neymar indoor boots the jordan <laughs> jordan brand <laughs> yeah have you um, ever seen them i am sitting in a studio with podcasting's rick ross yeah <laughs> yeah that's have you seen this guy driving his car oh no he's like in the back seat and he has the glasses. Oh, forget about it. He looks exactly like Rick Ross. You've nailed it. I'm, I'm your podcasting's Rick Ross. Rick Ross. Have I never said that to you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said you look like Rick. You must see him because his, his car windows are, are, are tinted as mm. well. And he's all, he's got the mean, because Ryan's a big dude. Mm. Ryan's the opposite as a person of what he looks like. Because he yeah, kind of looks yeah. like you would be. He's going to break you. Yeah. Just an awesome human mm. being. <laughs> but he does have that thing of. And he drives like that as well, tinted windows, and <laughs> he imported the Jordans. So, so he couldn't wait for them to get to South Africa. He, he had to import them. No, well, there was only a limited amount. Well, oh, there you have it, Paolo. I mean, if, if do you it's, need any more convincing than that? Uh, are, are you looking them? Is up? the indoor boots? Yeah, Neymar Jordan in, indoor boots. Okay, we'll talk about it on the other side. Uh, Neymar, 
uh, a mega star, a mega partier. He'll be at the World Cup in Qatar in November. Uh, <laughs> through March. No. <laughs> He'll stay in Qatar. He'll stay on World Neymar. Uh, we'll talk about um, some Chelsea news, some social media, and it is Drogba vs Pogba on the other side. MKT Show. So, Paolo, I wanted to ask you about something. It's the MKT show, by the way. Um, do you remember Crazy Monkey? Yeah. Oh, God. Yes. I was trying to share it with Ryan this morning because he said something about sick. Mm. I don't know if you remember the one where he said it was brushing my teeth while drinking orange juice. <laughs> and he was like, I feel sick. And he's like, dude, that is sick. <laughs> I couldn't share it with Ryan because he didn't know what Crazy Monkey was. didn't get the reference. No, he didn't know what Crazy Monkey was at all. Did you... Because what did they do? They did foot skating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they made that movie. Yeah. Crazy Crazy Monkey was like... They used to do like MTV inserts, local guys. Uh, Bevan... Was it Bevan Cullinan? I forget what his name is, but yeah. Those guys. And they were also chalks... Anyway, those guys, right? If you see them, you know them, Mm. right? And um, they... Did, they were like the pseudo ripoff of Jackass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they were. But they were like a specific, like how you parody Jackass, but they parody Jackass and they were straight. Benoni? Yeah. I think the whole vibe Benoni. Straight, straight out of Benoni was the movie. Foot, I wasn't. Sk- foot skating straight out of Benoni. Yeah. And they did this thing, foot skating, where they did skateboard tricks, but without a skateboard. Oh, my word. It was that, unbelievable. That was their thing. That sounds so great. No, it was unbelievable. God, it's it feels as good so as you funny. think it is. Yeah. <laughs> You can't pay for television. <laughs> Ryan, I want to go back to your Neymar boots. Yes. So, Mbulelo, like, okay, these Neymar boots, it's that Nike knit soft thing. So, it's got the sock at the it's top got the yeah. sock, yeah. before you slip in. Yeah. Did you ever play soccer in those types of boots? I'll tell you something. It's kind of like the high top into the boot. Paolo, I was known even in my boarding house. Copa Mundial. That's what I'm saying. Or death. I, I've had Copa Mundial since I was 14. My father knew every year. Strict mm. man, my father. Strict. But he knew if I was already an out-of-hand child, but he knew if he really wanted me to get out of hand, I didn't have two pairs of Copa Mundials before I went back to boarding school every year. That's it. He, he knew. He knew. No. There Good. were two pairs of Copa Mundials every year. My feet grew. He know, He knew. So you're classic. Classic black I'm and cop- white. I'm Copa Mundial. Not only am I Copa Mundial through and through. I now... I bought the current boots I have because I just I need a pair of football mm. boots, even though I haven't played in seven years in any, in, with any sort of anger. But Copa Mundo. Right. So I take it you're not a guy for gimmicky boots. Absolutely not. No. Also, not guy for gimmicky boots. Plain black boots, that's me. If I want to express myself, because there was one year where we, at my school, the, the fields kind of froze over. So I needed metal blades. So I mm. went and got Predators because I, I, was, I was wild. Yeah. A little bit of red, yeah. A little bit of red, right? Yeah. I was a no-nonsense defender, so you don't see blood on the black boots, really, right? It's true. That's it, yeah. yeah. Um, I know a lot of guys who played with these sort of like sock things. They're not good boots, eh? It, it, and, and, and Ryan, like, listen, I'm, I got big ankles, right? <laughs> this is years of sprained ankles, kicked ankles. That's not a, that's not a good fit of your ankle. So I hope your boots, do you well, turn out well. 
but I just know from the anecdotal evidence. Yeah. No, I I already used them. Okay. I, I used to play. I was telling MKT just before we started the show. I used to play indoor. Okay. Um, there was a time I was playing it three times a week. I first started at Old Parks, then. I, at the institution I was studying at, I managed to convince the head of department to, to pay for a team for us. And I got all the, all the guys who enjoyed football into the team and would go to Mark's Park. And so I was playing two, three times a week. And then there was one other place. It wasn't Discovery. There was another one, but I was like, I wasn't, and I've never been a big sports guy. Like I played cricket in primary school and high school. No one liked cricket because I don't know. There was just no team. Mm. When I first started in, in eighth grade. And so then I, I did play a bit of football in grade nine and 10, but I wasn't, I wasn't, I'm not an athlete level footballer. So this was just mainly just for fun. Like I'm, I wanted something to do on Friday nights with friends and these guys had a team and I joined and I got really into it. And so I was like, I'm only going to buy one pair of boots. And Neymar just did that collab with Jordan at the time. I think he was just joining uh, PSG. And I was like, these are really cool. Like these, these are the one-time limited edition pair. Yeah, and it was as MKC said, like just being recognized in in the in the lobby or whatever you call it, that old parks. I think. You, did you guys have beers upstairs there? I, I've, I've heard you guys have conversations about this. Yeah, back in the day, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so when you when you up there and you're having beers with with your mates just before after a game, and some guy comes in like, "Yo, those boots are." That was all when, I when, for. when I played soccer at Old Parks, I didn't stay around afterwards. I kind of had to leave immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> I used to park my car in the street and run out the back of the field. <laughs> now, Ryan, I see your confused face. You were thinking, why wouldn't he hang around? Now, as you know, only two old Paulo is a Portuguese guy. Red cards, huh? And you may have noticed I've got quite a quick mouth. <laughs> <laughs> if you want a certified fiery place... Um, Edenvale is obviously the place that's stacked mm. with the, the, the Porras and the Greek Oaks. <laughs> so that's the, that, that's the firecracker place to, to listen. Oak can play there, but also the, it's Portuguese guys. Mm. But Paulo, I'm guessing it's because not only was he what he is, there were other, you know, Da Costas, et cetera, that were in his team. And you got to be ready to, you got to have a getaway vehicle because trust me, trust me, fam. <laughs> He's a, you, you you have beers at home. You don't hang around. <laughs> Enough said. Because it'll be a few weeks till you see the team again, and by then they've calmed down. (laughs) (laughs) We 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 had a similar we had a similar uh, thing. We used to play this one Jewish team Uh that they they came with. uh, (laughs) It's called the Yamaka. Yeah, uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing. Yeah, Um, or or a Yummy if you're in the community. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's better than small hat. Yeah, that's not. Don't call it that now. And they were very, very aggressive. And there was this one guy who was like, obviously the leader of the whole team. Mm-hmm. And he would just, and he's a small guy and I'm quite a big guy. He would try and trip me and push me around. And, you know, as you say, words are said and people got pushed around. Yeah. Some smaller than others. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we also, we didn't hang around. We'd get, it was the one place where if you had frustrations throughout your week, you, you'd go there. And it's like it's like wrestling with football on the side. So, so which one was this? Was it at Old Parks? Can oh, you old remember? Old Parks, yeah. yeah. Old Parks. It's a tricky one because it's a that one's in the middle. Kind of everyone plays there. M- multicultural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But cool. if you want, if you want fights, go to Edenvale. I used to play against Dane Clayt Oy. at uh, Old Parks. Yeah. So the Pirates team at that stage. I mean, Dane Clayt had come off what? He was Super Sport Player of the Year three seasons, and he won it two years at Pirates, I think. Why was he playing indoor soccer? Well, that's not only him. There was quite a few. Opa Manisa was there. 
Um, most of the team was there. Most of the team was there. And Roger Desai was the Pirates coach. And then I just one day were playing. We had a, we had a decent side. We had a side that they beat us, but we held them most of the game. It wasn't a hammering. We gave them a game. And, uh, I may have started antagonizing everything when <laughs> I've got Roger's phone number. I'm phoning him. I'm telling him you guys are on a training tomorrow. I'm telling him you guys are. If you guys have a drink, I'm taking a photo and sending to Roger. I've got his number. And then antagonized them and didn't go well. And uh, Dane Clayton. You know, he slutted me. Oh yeah? <laughs> he slutted me. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like you it made you realise that you go if um like he was South African Football of the Year. I think four years in a row. No, it was he, mad. He, he was mental in And he was pacey. I mean yeah. he was so quick. And it actually it, that day when I, I irritated him was the first time you realised, wow, when these guys play here, yeah, they play within themselves. Because they pulled on like full Bafana, I can sure. lift a level. I yeah. think Dane Clayton was probably our last player, yeah, before Percy. He could have gone up a level. Mm. And he turned it like that on me. I go, wow, that's the difference between a pro <laughs> and that's how much you're playing within yourself. So, yes, they all played there, but they were definitely playing within themselves until you irritated them. Yeah. It's crazy. I mean, we we played this one team and they were probably the best team there. Sorry, for anyone who doesn't understand what slutted means, it's a South African word, yeah. soccer word, which means you... Wipe the floor. Wipe the floor yeah. with me. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lacquer word. <laughs> Say wipe the floor with you. Yeah. But like with violence. Yeah. yeah. Wipe the floor with violence. Oh. Yeah. Like, oh. it, it, sorry, sorry about that. Down without a fight. I, I, no, I, I, I was you looking to get psychological help for that. No, I was looking for it. I mean, I was like, you want, you know what the thing is? When you come up against a pro player, and I played against a few, a few pros, you want to go, how good am I compared to you? Mm-hmm. Right? Because you go, I think it's just luck and dedication and just that little bit of genetic lottery. And you go, how far off me are you? So you push them. Just try to say, go at me. I want you to lift your game. 100%. And I played, I I remember we played against a couple of Joma Cosmos players. They were second division then. And we held them. Like they just mentally, we got into their heads. So they withdrew. And then when you get, no, he's like, this is how good I am. I'm going to show you. I was like, okay. Yeah. Yeah, point taken. <laughs> you actually just go there and you say, "I saw you in the last World Cup uh, attempt." Yeah. <laughs> we, no, it's uh, it's uh, that's a real thing though. That uh, that that Paul is saying you got to p- part of being at the top. Uh, I think a lot of people, it's not an ability thing. Harry Redknapp mm. once said it beautifully. Is there's also the thing of being able to look after yourself. You, you, you yeah. know, is you got to imp- because what you have to do is move a ma- another man against his will when you as you move up levels. And the thing you realize about when you get to the top, the, 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 the talent is about the same in the Premier League. But Bernardo Silva's willing to come at you 30 times and move and really chip away at your will. Whereas in the championship, the guys are willing to maybe come at you 10 times. Mm. And mm. that's the level. That's what Paul is talking about. Well, listen, once those proper guys turn it on, I mean, that, that, I, I totally, totally understand what you're saying. So, but if you want to get clapped, go to Edenvale. Because that, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. When we had a pretty good team, my favorite was playing at Edenvale. Because I don't like to play football if people can't play. Like for me, it's why I don't play anymore, and I stopped playing with my friends. Like you need to be able to play. I've played with proper guys, but there it was fun because of what Paulo's saying. Now you're getting a full team of Portuguese guys. Full, so eight Paulos, and now awesome. Because <laughs> now we like Paulo says. Because now you you're tapping into a part of me that very little of life can tap into. Mm. Like awesome. Now I want to win. 
Yeah. And mm. I want to make it uncomfortable for you as well. And you're doing the same to me. Awesome. Let's get at it. Because you, you're not only caring about my ability. Can, well, what's an elbow going to do for me? You know, you got the two hands on the corner. He's going to come. Old Rodrigo is going to elbow you in the ribs. I love it. I like that. Like, okay, awesome. This matters to you as well. It's like when you're playing the rule on indoor and the, the, the rule is when you're in the corner, no one's allowed in the circle. Just a suggestion. Yeah. No. Oh, I didn't see it. Sorry. <laughs> the lines are faded. That, that rule that used to irritate me in indoor was, was uh, what did you kind of have two on one? Yeah. Two, two men on one. Again, a suggestion. When you Ryan, get the ball, yeah. Ryan, listen, I've heard about Cape Town, Ryan. You shouldn't go two on one. Yeah. That's a different. Most most people prefer it. It's it's probably the best way. <laughs> probably best. <laughs> even if you got champagne, like, <laughs> the movies one on one with popcorn. <laughs> I even played Matthew Booth this one game. Oh yeah, he was he was in probably the the best team there. Well, it makes sense. He's one of the best players this country's yeah, yeah, no. ever had. And I I was like he like he's playing a five side team. It can't be that great. And let me tell you, he schooled everyone. Mm. Oh, he was in Russia when I was there. Um, phenomenal player that guy. Incredible. Phenomenal, phenomenal we, guy. Just just to finish off war stories, um, we used to play against the Bafana Legends team and Dr. Brian Beloy, um, who else was in there? Oh, it was a handful of them. Shoes. Shoes was in there. Yeah. Shoes was in there. And they were all playing at Danefern. He was my neighbor for a while. Right. Because they all lived in Danefern. Yeah. So they all used to come <laughs> into my – and we played against them. And, I mean, they were – where am I talking about? We're probably talking about good eight years ago. So they were all like mid forties. The, yeah. the bit of a belly was there, whatever. But my God, when those guys they couldn't run, they still couldn't run at that point. Yeah, you could not get the ball off them. Yeah, you could not touch them. And I, I used to play goalkeeper then. Brian Beloy came to me and said, "You're a hell of a goalkeeper." Hey, 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 hey. I'm going to take it, Spider Man. I'm going to take it. There we go. <laughs> so Spider Man, <laughs> Brian Beloy. Well, what? South African football was so good at a stage. Oh, it was so good. So many like personalities, like strong, powerful. Men in the change room. You, you, you know how I know SA football. I don't know other football cultures. None of our guys now, and I don't know any of them really because they again for for a couple of reasons. None of them have nicknames. I feel like <laughs> you, you know, like sixteen V. No, nobody <laughs> called Doctor Kumalo or as Senza would call him Teofilias <laughs> by his government name. Sixteen V. You, no. you know, Bototo Makanya, uh, Midnight Express, Helman Kelele, Legs of Thunder. Legs of Thunder. <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore. Because no. to get a nickname in South African football, you can't just be a guy. Mm. You gotta be the guy. You gotta be Brian Baloy, Spider-Man. I think the last big South African footballer in my high school days that we used to hear of all the time was, um, Tseko. Tseko Medise. Yeah, I mean, the last guy... I th- and Shabalala, I think. Yeah, yeah. The, but the last guy, I think, was... Uh, what's it? The, the little Napoleon who had a, a disastrous uh, time of it after football, right? Uh, Benedict Villa, uh. Villa guys. Uh, he had two nicknames. He was the last guy I thought, ah, oh, this is going to happen. And then I played against the guy, and then I saw him go. I don't know if you heard of a guy called Gift Liremi. Mm. He was a guy I thought, this is it. But he, he was about that life as well, and, and R.I.P., Mm. Taken a yeah, mm. car accident, but my God, this guy! Oh my goodness! Really? Yeah, I, 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 no, that was it. I thought that's I've seen this before. I've, I've seen when it's proper. This is it. But that life took him. We, uh, we did a promotional gig with Benedict Velikazi, and again, it's a guy that's just like, how how do you have so much skill and power? Strong, yeah, strong. He was like half the size of Ryan. And so sad what happened after my, my, my mom actually ended up treating him for some of the psychological stuff post football. Yeah. Got really sad. Um, 
oh, what, what, what's the show called where they, uh, the tragic stories? I blew it. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he was on I Blue. Oh, really? The only reason I knew was because Simpue, who works at Cliff Central and Senzel, um, they showed me that I was like, oh, yeah, no, my mom treated this guy, but I didn't know there was this show, right? And it was sad. Uh, it's an epic show, by we, the way. We, we should do a, a podcast with Mac G type vibe, but we just get ex soccer players <laughs> to tell stories. Just tell stories. Hey? Yes. Do you not think that, because I mean, everyone loves Mac G because they just want the skinner. I, I think he's got those numbers because people want. The sauce. They want the sauce. I'm with you. I'm with you. That's maybe, yeah. Maybe we should get ambulance chase. Maybe we should just go and like just find who's in the darkest space and and get them to rat on each other. This is good. There, there must Jerry be some- Springer it. Jerry, totally Jerry Springer it. And let's get. Um, obviously, he's your neighbor now. I hope he's doing better. Barry Ronger can almost do the the voice leading up because people are going to think it's a redemption tale. No, 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 no. no. We're just doing the Skinner of. What's it like at the bottom for you? We, you were the king. Yeah, we just want the numbers. We just- <laughs> I'm open to it. I, I, I'm in the content <laughs> If FIFA are doing it, why not me? Ryan, um, <laughs> that's awesome. So Chelsea Football Club, obviously terrible at what they do. Well, um, not normally. No, awful. It's been awful. Uh, last night, obviously, Danny Welbeck, D-Weezy, drawing um, the game. D-Weezy. But at left back, Chelsea, you have a problem now because Chilwell's just come out, ACL. So I've done, I've done, I've done my ACL as a footballer <laughs> as well. Um that's season ending, right? Um, oh, yeah? yeah? Yeah, I've done it. I've done my ACL. It's the worst sound when someone does the ACL. You ever seen the Rude Van Nistelrooy video when he mm. gets injured? Mm. In training, just before he moves to United. Yeah. That one, yeah. Squeals, ugh, like a like a dying squirrel. Yeah. You know? Oh, that's... That... that oh, if you, if you want to cringe a little bit, go and look Rude Van Nistelrooy injury. Oh, it's so bad. I've never heard a grown man making those sounds, but I made those sounds when it happened to me. Only difference between me and Ruud van Nistelrooy, right, in the ACL department was that I was extremely hammered the night before and I came to training drunk and inevitably when you're playing against professional players and you try and turn on a dime, it's going to happen when you are hungover. And it was completely my fault. You know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Slight difference between me and Ruud van Nistelrooy. <laughs> Best number nine of his time? Yeah, not far off. So I've got a lot in common with Ruud van Nistelrooy. It's an ACL injury. ACL bros. And I was hammered. And he was sober. I mean, if anything, I'm not saying I'm better than Rude Venestroy, but we have to have the conversation at this stage. Do you remember it? Uh, what, what, the injury? Yeah. Oh, it was murder, yeah. No, no, I, I, I've got the scar. Scar to prove it, yeah. It's on, okay. it's on my leg. Oh, do I remember it? Oh, best part of that, though, was basically living at a ski resort for two and a half months because I had to do my rehab there. Because for those who don't know, the greatest um, uh, orthopods now live at ski resorts, right? Makes AC- sense. No, because ACLs are like the common cold there. Uh, all, all the guys, all the snowboarders and skiers. Uh, oh, it's mm. uh, ruptured um, ACL, uh, a sort of torn Achilles tendon. That's that's they're, they're on a meat. It's a meat market. Uh, you got to think. In the summer, it's even worse because then the BMX guys are out. But in the winter, so essentially, I was in Switzerland for like a month and a half. Oh, great! This is what I'm doing now. Wake up, sauna, rehab for like an hour. Yeah, that was a month and a half free. Hey, see, you you making my Cape Town trips look no, minuscule. Well, you know what I mean? Ah, uh, I'd like to think you know I put in about ten years hard work to get it. You, you you're just about that life. That's the slight difference. <laughs> but Chelsea, um, I'm not happy about what's going on at the left back situation. Marcus Alonso ain't it? No. And forget the everything else. What do you think Chelsea should do? Should they buy another guy or just wait it out till Chilwell's back at the end of the season? Because it's a bit tricky, right? 
they're talking about Luka Denia and, and a few people. I think Luka Denia is too good not to be a starter. What happens when Chilwell comes back? To be honest, I'm happy to get rid of Chilwell. I'll, I'll, get, I'll get Lucas Dinia in there any day of the oh, so week. So you don't like Chilwell? No. What's the story? I'm, I'm just not a fan of him with, with how he plays. I, when Chelsea bought him, I was like, this is such a waste. I would rather, I think Everton capitalized on Lucas Dinia because his skills are unmatched. Oh, he's proper. He is one of the, like, one of the greatest. Right now. Well, I don't know. At Everton, he hasn't really proved. Yeah, it's tough though. Cause the greatest, but like, Lucas Digne has got untouched potential. If he comes to Chelsea, I think we could really. But Paul, it's a tricky one, right? Because I'll, I'll, as a United fan, like, or at least I thought Luke Shaw would go this year. And what do you do? Although not injured, like Luke Shaw, I don't know if it's a crisis of confidence or, you know, it's a crisis, like, it's having a crisis. Is what's gone on with Luke Shaw might be the same as Chilwell and not necessarily the injury. But what do you do with a Luke Shaw and a Chilwell situation? Because if Chelsea go and get Dinya, let's say, right, he rocks it. He is injury prone. It's the one concern with him. But he comes, rocks. What do you do with a 50 million investment next year? Or is that a nice problem to have because we're headed Super League anyway? I think the replacement goes. It now depends on what Chelsea figure the rest of their season's about. Because if Tuchel's saying, we're done, we're out, the, we're out the race, how do you expect us to be in it? We've got injuries, all the rest of it. Lucas Digne, I mean, he, the guy's 28 and he's injury prone. It, does he really solve the problem for you? I don't think so. Versus bringing in a kid from the academy, moving Chalaba out there, I don't know, making another plan with somebody else. I'll go and spend 10 million on a player who's, the reason he's untapped and the reason you end up at Everton with all due respect is because you're injury prone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you don't have that. You're not suddenly going to get it at 28, and the injuries aren't suddenly going to go. So I must be like, why would you sign an injury-prone player to replace an injured player? How long is Reese James out for? Well, we'll see. I mean, the hamstring that, got done last night. They so. haven't. Okay, yeah. so so we're talking like a month at least. I don't. I don't know. This. <laughs> I think the bigger picture, and I'll get into the short thing. Is I think the bigger picture is that we've got all these managers suddenly moaning about short squads, COVID injuries, all the rest of it. That's not a message to the fans or the league. That's a message, message to the owners. You know, it's very convenient that kind of like in two days' time, you can buy players, yeah. right? So he's not moaning because of anything else. He wants new players. That's what he's trying to get at. Yeah. Because, you know, we don't coach anymore. We just buy players and hope that solves our problem. He'll probably buy, but I just think it's silly because you're going to get injury prone to play somebody who's two players who are injured. Instead of maybe you've got someone within your academy, within this squad, someone's on loan that can come in and do the job that Dine probably won't do. Yeah. Um, and then with Chilwell and Shaw, is Shaw, it's, there's a weight issue, man. There's a weight issue on Shaw. It's like keep 10 kilograms off you consistently and then we can see what happens with you. Yeah. That's, pure, I, I can't go in and look. And it's it's quite ridiculous for us to call professional footballers overweight. But Luke Shaw is. And I can't judge Luke Shaw on anything until he loses that weight consistently. And it's, you, you know what? you you got to say it. Say, and Chilwell, I think, has a little bit of that as well. He's he's also a BBW wingback. Is, you, you've got to say, when guys have that issue, and take it from somebody who had major character issues, which is why I, I would never have been a professional footballer, even though I had the chance, that character issue worries me. Because the, the Luke Shaw thing, all it tells me is you don't take it seriously. 
Like, you, you, what is he hoping? His talent carries him all the way. Or, or you've made an excuse for yourself in your head. So Luke Shaw had this had a terrible injury, right? Yeah. Your ACL brother with uh, Vanessa Roy, I'm a, a leg break brother with Shaw. Okay. Our x-rays look exactly the same. Wow. Exactly the same leg break he and I had. But it's it made an excuse for him. Because even now, we're talking five years later, suffered a very bad injury. He said, no, it's five years later. A leg break is probably for ACL, <laughs> um, Achilles, whatever. A leg break is probably the easiest thing to come back from. Grow, bones grow back stronger. Actually. Exactly. You know what I mean? So he's allowed that to be an excuse for him. Yeah. He just seems, like you say about the character issue, so that was an excuse. Now this whole fall off that a lot of English players have had after the Euro final, you're six months later, almost. Why are you still in this funk? Doesn't make sense. Why are you not out of it? Because you made an excuse for yourself. Yeah. I don't know we're getting away from solving the Chilwell issue, the Chilwell question. But it's just because you've made an excuse for yourself. And, and I think it's the bigger picture about this, this culture of excuses mm. and culture of moaning in football. It's just becoming a bit much, right? It's terrible. When you give a footballer a chance to give him an excuse, he's going to take it. Because isn't it funny that the week after Tuchel has a moan about everything, Klopp has a moan about everything, Rodgers has a moan about everything, their teams drop points or concede six goals. Because the players have gone, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. Leicester go, oh, we're 4-0 down. Of course we are. We're half our squad. Liverpool go, of course we're in this situation. We're playing too many games. Of course. And you give them an excuse. He goes, really? You guys are so mollycoddled and you're taking this excuse? It's crazy. And, and why are the managers giving it to them? I heard a great line the other day with sort of ineptitude. And it applies to the workplace as well, right? When, when we talk about culture, is this is where Fergie separated himself, I think, and Wenger for a hot 15 minutes. You're either coaching it or you're condoning it, mm. is, some, is what I heard uh, uh, an NFL legend, uh, Shannon Sharp, say. You're either coaching it or you're condoning it when it comes to things to things like this. The Luke Shaw issue, and I don't know if the Chilwell thing's a weight thing as well. I mean, ACL's a tricky one. Uh, but Chilwell, super injury prone as well. Terrific talent, mm. but he's always carrying that extra weight as well. And to, to your point on this is with Luke Shaw, I just wonder what – listen – He's clearly brilliant. He's been brilliant. We saw him at Southampton. Yeah. I, I mean, United bought him at what, 18? And, and last season, he was showing that. Oh, unbelievable. He was showing some of that. And you also worry about like the weight thing. Does he hold that little bit extra weight? And listen, trust me, like Luke Shaw being overweight and me being overweight is like worlds apart, right? Yeah. But Luke Shaw carrying that extra weight, you've got to wonder how much of it is uh, to go, I need this to, to not be injured. Yeah. I need to carry this little bit of extra bulk so I can knock a guy so that doesn't happen to me again. Yeah. And you wonder how much of it is that, um, which is, I mean, now we're trying to get into like understanding Luke Shaw's mental attitude. Yeah. There has to be something because there's been how many coaches that haven't addressed a very, like very visible issue. It's a character thing. Lots of players have lost weight. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's a character thing because trust me, I was, I started drinking as soon as I got my first paycheck on another level. I started hanging out with. Uh, let, let me not drop any names. Wagner I, Love. It's not, Wagner Love. Well, no, no. <laughs> no, he exacerbated the problem at the end. I'm talking, this was when I was in the UK, and then I met the UK, like, pop scene. Like, a, a very famous band member picked me up at the airport as I landed in the UK alone, and everything went haywire from there. But 
it's a, I had a character issue. It wasn't about the drinking. It mm. wasn't like, take it seriously, dude. Look, pitch up. And the very least you can do is be in sensational shape. Not good shape. The very least you can mm. do is be in sensational shape. Look at Man City. Just understand. Think of the great Barcelona teams. There wasn't a guy in there pitching up m- midweight. You just, you know, you know <laughs> what strikes you about City players is how small they look. Because they're so lean. Mm. When you actually watch them, they all look so small. But they're not small. There's no way they're small. Yeah. But they're so lean. And that's, that's all part of the shape issue. There's no other team in the Premier League where players, the whole squad, have, all have that same body type. It's only, it's only your, your centre-backs yeah. that are built different near Fernandinho and Rodri. Everyone else is so that same lean. Is there like allegations or any like speculation on Ben Chilwell and his behavior? He's an English player, so he's obviously... On the source. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they, they have a, they have their moments. No, no, listen, they do. I, I haven't heard anything about Chilwell. No, nothing's come out. But also, the one thing, and the reason why people always say I'm too hard on sportsmen. I've been in that environment. I can see when you're overweight because it was my world. I was under a microscope properly for three years. I couldn't live with it. It was one of my character flaws. Was that when the pressure really came? Because you got to be in sensational shape. That is that, that, and also nobody says well done for that. By the way, it's it's the <laughs> one difference between being an, a great academy player, all these things where people give you credit for. Bloody hell, you're in good shape or, or whatever. At Man United, we expect that. Oh, okay, well, okay, cool, you're back. Yeah, and it's, it's like walking into a doctor's office, and he's got his degrees from Wits there, and he's waiting for you to go. Here you see my degrees. Like, <laughs> I don't get. I have a bone sticking out yeah, of yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> Fix this. That tells me you can fix this. That's what footballers wanted to be recognized for being in good shape or playing football, God forbid. It's mental. Have it's- a look at R- Ronaldo's a very good um, example of this. I mean, what? How old is he now? Thirty six. Yeah, whatever. Bali, and, like me. And that dude is in better shape than three quarters of the Premier League. And, and people will always do this, right? The cool talk about this is, oh, you sound like a grumpy old man. Is if he's delivering the results, is fine. That's fine. That's fine when it's working. But show me anyone who's ever lasted being a contrib- contributing team member over an extended period of time who's overweight. And and people will say, oh, what about Matt Letizia? Matt Letizia stayed in this comfort zone at Southampton. and, and For nothing. a reason. For a reason, yeah. Because when the pressure comes, people don't understand pressure in real life. All right? Until you've played, done things that lead. You don't want the CEO's pressure. People don't want, ah, oh, stop paying him so much. If I gave you a highlight into the CEO of Standard Bank's life, for 15 minutes, people would cry in the shower. You don't want that when it comes. Luke Shaw. And listen, sport is a tough place because there's, there's very little place to hide. Luke Shaw, firstly, couldn't fit in the place to hide. You can't miss him. Oh, I couldn't. Yeah. It's like, Luke, I can see you. You got, you, you got to worry about this, what's happening to Luke Shaw now, because we've seen Wayne Rooney was very similar. When they're out the team, it takes him forever to get back into form. And like Luke Shaw being out through injuries and now he just seems to be out of favor is like, does he come back? I don't know if Luke Shaw comes back. It's such a good point, man, is you have to look after your body. It's the only thing that matters in that world. I just don't understand when guys are out of shape. Not because I want to be the health freak guy. That's your instrument, pal. And, and the, but, but then I start to realize, what, this Bernardo Silvers, these guys who are at the top, Juan Mata. I was like, why does Juan Mata stay at the top so long? Juan Mata fell off four or five years ago. He's a professional. Mm. And they'll reward you for that. They will reward. Juan Mata signed a new de- uh, two-year deal 
when he was already, what, 34? Because Man United say, gentlemen, this is how you are a professional footballer. Juan Mata is one of the greatest players of all time. He doesn't need to pitch up and shake. No. Juan Mata, listen, people say Rashford's giving to kids. Juan Mata's been giving 1% of his salary since he was at Valencia to an organization. He's already the His guy. own organization that he started and got other footballers to do the same. So, but still, do you ever hear anything about Juan Mata? No papers, no out of shape. He pitches up, comes on, does his thing, maestro, sits, sit on the bench, great beard, which is a wig, I think. It's, it's never not been brilliant. So there's another level. And to the Luke Shaw point, I totally agree with you. Is there a way back now? Because when talent isn't there anymore, what do you fall back on? What does he have to fall back on? He's not in shape. It's Man United. He got Tellers. That's toast. Tellers is no good. <laughs> and he's keeping you out. And you know what the scary thing about Luke Shaw is? He's 26. Yeah. He's 26 and he's got these problems. You know who's another guy who's starting to experience it? And I've always said talent's not enough. A guy called Neymar Jr. We're starting to see it now. <laughs> it's not enough. Mm. When you get to the golden gates, is talent all you got to offer? The Neymar thing, it's going to fade off now. Mbappe says, I'm here now. And we can see that PSG are positioning him. They'll do anything to keep him. Real Madrid will move the world to keep him. Barcelona didn't actually try that hard to keep Neymar. It's just like, ugh, at some point. Paolo, you work in, the, in this world. There's a very, the very harsh reality. And we always do some, some life lessons for the kids. Let me tell you something right now. Write this down. In every single industry, and Luke Shaw's about to learn this very, very tough, they will tolerate you until they can replace you. It's a harsh reality, but let me tell you, that is the real world. It's not, it's not university anymore. Mommy and daddy aren't paying for you to be there. Teachers are forced to put up with your attitude. In the real world, they will tolerate you until they can replace you. It happened to Ronaldinho and it happened like that. It happened somewhere Eto at his peak. Pep tolerated him until he started talking too much. Out! Zlatan Ibrahimovic at his peak. They will tolerate you until they can replace you. Neymar Jr. is learning and Luke Shaw doesn't learn fast. What's left when back to Southampton? It can't be... Yeah, it can't be much left for him. Jesus. Because this isn't something that he's developed. That has come late in his career. He's played with this his whole career. It will catch up with you eventually. And he's not that Wayne Rooney level of output that, like you say, you tolerate it. You know, all you need is a, is a, is a manager who's come in and goes, I've got no track record with Luke Shaw. He's, this guy doesn't look like a footballer to me. He's out. The analogy is this. Production versus tolerance. So, tolerance will never be above production. Always remember that. Production versus tolerance. When you're a headache and your production drops... And the tolerance, I have to tolerate more than you're giving me. Neymar, they'll replace you. What I have to say, what I've loved you've done, is that you managed to talk about a moment where we're going to laugh at Chelsea for being out the title race in December and swung it around on Luke Shaw being a fatty. (laughs) (laughs) When the real story is Chelsea being out the title race already. That's why it's called the MKT show. That's the way to come back. <laughs> Stuff that happens in the... Pro- See, there's a podcast within the within podcast. Within the podcast. You See, you thought I was lying earlier. Siri. Siri never disappoints us. <laughs> so, 
Paolo, what you got going there? Smart watch? Can your watch hear me? So it's Siri, so it's Siri on the Apple Watch. And certain phrases trigger responses. So randomly it'll say things. I've like disabled all the things of when I'm whinging about somebody not to phone them. <laughs> yeah, so like, oh, that's the last thing. You yeah, need. oh, so, so is that how it works? I've never had a it, smartwatch. It can work like this. So, in the, if I go, oh god damn it, I hate that Joe blogs. I'd like to call him an a hole. Do would you like to call Joe blogs? And next thing, Joe's on the phone. Oh, I see. But I had to disable that stuff. But every now and again, someone will say something that Siri thinks I'm looking for. Hence our funny moment now. Yeah. Which is perfect. It's hilarious. <laughs> it was, it's a moment I'll never be able to recapture. <laughs> we couldn't even explain what happened. <laughs> no. Phenomenal. What a, what a time to be alive. It's nearly the end of the year, Paolo. It'll be the last time I see you this year? Yes. So I'm not on tomorrow because, guys, listen, Mulder's Drift, hey? Don't get shot. If you're international, Mulder's Drift is just on the outskirts of Johannesburg. It's far enough to feel like you're far away, but not that far that it takes you long to get to, right? Well said. So we're going there, all the kids, the cousins, the families, brothers, sisters, cousins, we're all going to stay over at this lodge for New Year's Eve, right? Uh, Nobody wants to drive, no curfew, get there early, kids go swim, everyone's cool, relaxed, nobody's driving. Love it. No curfew, great idea by us. A few weeks ago in South Africa, in Mulder's Drift, similar area. I know the place. We've stayed there before. The place was saying tomorrow it was between this place and the notorious place yeah, yeah, that yeah. you made our call. They just didn't have, they didn't have enough rooms for us. A few weeks ago, a guy, shame, it's actually not nice to laugh because he's like not going to come out in a good way. But he was at one of these resorts in Mulder's Drift and the video that's in the news the cops, he was causing a disturbance. The cops arrive at his room. Oh, he yes. answers the door naked. Now, this guy looks like a cross between Steven Seagal and Hulk Hogan, right? Wow. Answers the door naked, then puts on a blue underpant. Taunts <laughs> the cops who I have to... South African cops aren't the best trained. They're not trained for Mm-mm. many Mm-mm. situations, right? And they were pretty cool. They were pretty calm. He was swearing at them. He had his own gun. He put his gun down. He was swearing at the cops. And I think the last straw for them was when he grabbed a cop's gun out of their hand mm. and said, shoot me. And like one of the cops shot him. Okay. Why they, they shot him in the head at point blank. Like that you got to go, why are you doing that? But it was a series of events. Oh, was it in the head? I thought it was in the leg. No, it was in the in head. In the head. And he survived. Well, he's been in a coma and he's just come out of the coma, but he's can't talk, can't move his head. It doesn't look like he's going to come out the same way. But anyway, we're going to be in a Mulder's Drift resort, so best behavior. I thought you were going to a wedding. No, I've no. been to Mulder's Drift so many times. Lots of wedding venues out there, yeah? Lots of wedding? No. It's on the foot, what they call inside of the cradle of mankind. Yes. They found the first humanoid skeletons there. Yeah. We, well, all come, we all come from there, apparently. The Ethiopians argue that to this day. Uh, we've got a bigger marketing budget. Homo- <laughs> <laughs> the Naledi Fund. The Homo Naledi Fund. Yeah. We've got a bigger marketing budget. That's what it comes down to. It's not about science. <laughs> Which is excellent. But um, I just want to talk to you what Ryan just said. You just made a, an incredible point. Why don't more people get married on news? Oh, I saw we drove past a wedding venue yesterday and there seemed to be a wedding going on there. Smart. Weddings are, I don't know, I think because we haven't been able to do them for so long, now they're just pulling through, you know. Proposals are massive on New Year's Eve. 
Prop- uh, proposals yeah, are true. huge. That's true. And um, baby making. Conceptions. Yeah, that's going to happen. Lots of that's September babies. Happen. I mean, you had a movie, you get Moe Shandon. Mm. After that, you meet a girl, boom, whammy. Yeah, I, I've, I've never heard. There weren't, I've heard of, but there's not big weddings on New Year's Eve. I've heard of people like maybe getting ma- married in like in Thailand. Yeah, like the cool beach wedding. Yeah, but like two people type of thing. Not big weddings on New Year's Eve. No, you are Catholic, naturally, Portuguese. It's going to happen. It's, it comes as a package. You, you know, it's kind of like a heart attack and fudge. That, that you, you can't separate the two. It's a given. So, Paolo, big wedding for you. Did you do the, like, the whole church thing? We did. Because um, it's your lady, Catherine. She's not, and she's not Portuguese. But so, she, she is, she is now. So she's. Oh well, yeah, obviously no, indoctrinated. You, you, no, that's what it's also part and, of. The and deal. on her way to a passport, so effectively she will be yes. Good investment yes. from her. Yes, medium to long term. Mm. Uh, since fifteen, how old are you now, Paula? How old am I? Forty-one. Forty. So she's what twenty-six years in. Mm, that's, that's a good go. That's a good go. And also, what does she get out of the deal? Just out of interest, a passport. Well, yeah. that passport's very valuable. Look. Listen, Roman Abramovich had about how many millions of euros worth of properties to get a Portuguese passport? Could have just married me. You know how much he had to spend to get that golden visa? I'm with you. Right? So you're saying she gets Paulo Diaz and a passport? Look at my Tom Selleck shirt. Oh, yeah, can I? Fair, deal, fair you, enough. You know, people are going, why aren't you guys doing the, the, uh, the YouTube show anymore? Why the video? Because I said, I've got so many shirts. Like we could not be wearing this. No way. What we're wearing. Like you still keeping your colors neutral. Yeah. That was that's a big thing for me on the video. I always gotta be aware. Oh, because I like flashy design styles. Ryan's looking. Yeah, like, I mean, right now with your headphones on, you look like you're about to land a plane. Yeah. I think you just hold up two <laughs> two like ping pong rackets. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he, he, Ryan looks right now like we he couldn't can, wear this. No way. YouTube. We'd we'd get shut down. They go, who's that guy who's possibly, what's, who's the DJ with the big head thing like? <laughs> marshmallow. Is it Marshmallow? What, are, with, no, with, there's the DJ who the wears big the mask. Yeah. Oh, that's you, Marshmallow. Are you saying Ryan's head is the same shape as Daft Punk's mask? <laughs> it just is his, his head. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, Daft Punk, by the way, doing it right. You wouldn't know the reference, right? You I know, do you know, know Daft, Daft Punk. Punk. Doing it right. Because, of course, he's an EDM DJ. Oh, uh, yeah. No, he did yes. a Lipa Daft Punk mashup. Come on. Jordan's on the beach. Daft Punk, incredible band. Saw them in Prague a couple of years ago. Shout out to Rogan Hill. So I, I went and watched Daft Punk. And I want to come back to the uh, Catholic Portuguese thing. There's a reason I was asking about that. A friend of mine, Rogan, he went and watched Daft Punk with another friend of ours in Prague. It just sounds so cool to say I watched Daft Punk in Prague. I had to do it two years after him. Still, the... Coldplay is the best show I've ever seen live at the O2 Arena, but this was second place. Daft Punk, all time, it's over now. The, the greatest, just the greatest live show I'm you sure. could ever. I'm I sure. feel saying I watch Daft Punk in Prague is like an unnecessary flex on us, right? Yeah, no. It is. What do you think? It's like oh, you say, I saw oh, I saw Daft Punk at like Standard Bank Arena. Yeah, I saw them in Prague. It's like, geez, it diminishes mine. Yeah, no, it does, and that, that that was the point of telling the whole story. It didn't no. actually have another point. My point, actually, I want to come back and finish off on this with Daft Punk. Unbelievable. The big wedding thing. Um, I've always wanted to kind of get into that whole world. Who can afford that? Yeah, people do, though. Who? Yeah. Like, what do you think? Your wedding, 80 people? No, we were over 100. I think we were 120. Did you have to feed all of them? Well, yeah. You've got to do everything. Yeah. Bar, open bar, feed everybody. Why do you think Paolo has such strong stances about somebody's stealing the spotlight from your wedding 
because he knows. Because you have to pay for. You're the guy. It's it's not like, and and I realize this is I've gone to a couple of weddings now. I just had my my most recent wedding about a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And first of all, you have to pay for everyone to get there. Then you have to you have to have a tab for drinks, and so that uh, drinks tab fell quite quickly. Then we found that there was a tab for hot drinks, and you can have that. Then there's the food, mm-hmm. and even my friend uh, he he got up just before they were serving food, and he's like, guys. This has come out of my pocket, so I want I want everybody to have seconds. Like there must be any food left over. <laughs> like I'm paying for this. Awesome. Yeah, I can't take it home. Yeah, yeah, he literally said he spoke to his grandmother and his grandfather. You guys, two plates, <laughs> make two rounds out there. That's amazing. And then you have to pay. And like the priest, he comes and does his thing, but he's getting paid. Doesn't he? He's getting a donation. Uh, there's a donation to the church. Yeah, there's an envelope. Very nice. Not an EFT. No, there's no, no trace. There's yeah, no yeah. trace. Yeah. An envelope or a statue gets repaired yes. or a new bit of lawn gets laid. That's amazing. That's what's happening. You know, about the venue, and I, this is coming out of my pocket. So my daughter did her first uh, communion mm-hmm. last year. Yes. I, I guess I'm confused with years now. Did a first communion. So we like did a thing at the venue. So first communion in Catholic is also quite big. So in the Delta year. Let, let, let's, yes. Okay. Yeah. Right. In the Delta. I think it was pre-Delta. Okay. So it was just pre-Delta. Right. So then I know right. what you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. So it was like OG COVID, right? <laughs> and um, we did it at the venue. Now, this was probably one of the first events this venue must have done after lockdown, right? So they're trying to make some sort of recovery. And to that point, go, the amount of food they made, I think we we're about 50 people. The amount of food they made were like, that's a little bit too much food. Like, they took home a lot of stuff. Yeah. They fleeced me. <laughs> they, they did you in it? They fleeced me on food. They fleeced me on drinks. Because I was like, okay, well, just drinks. No wonder. But no one's getting plastered at a communion. No, sure. You know, you're having a beer or two. My tab was definitely one and a half thousand rand more than it should have been. <laughs> definitely. De- and what made me know they did fleece me is when I said, can I please just get a printout? Of everything for, yeah. for, I'm putting it through my company. I never got a thing. Of course not. Never got a thing. And on top of it, we gave the bar tab, the bar staff tips. They had a tip that we all put a bit of money and say, shame, they've not worked in a while. This is probably the first event. Fleeced me. Everyone, everyone ate. Everyone, not just my guests. Oh, everyone. Sure. everyone in the community, next door e- neighbors. Every, everybody. <laughs> Mulders drift again. Yeah. Fridge is packed as Everybody well. had a good time off me. Uh, and you know what? The bulletproof business plan there because what kind of sadist, what kind of sick human being would question the church beyond can I have so a this receipt? isn't the church. This isn't the church. No, the, this no, is no, the this, venue. This is but venue. I mean, I meant for an event like that, mm. what are you going to look like if you go back to them and say for that event? You almost can't. There's going to be someone in the family who goes, Paolo, you know, your daughter was – like they're a bunch of they they really got you there no because because you in the grand scheme of it you go it's probably like maybe two and a half thousand rand over right which is you go you go well i did have this budget to spend and that's sort of within the budget is it worth my time to go fight this is my contribution towards COVID. like all of us know like restaurants how expensive are restaurants now they are all ridiculous yeah because we're paying for the months that are closed well said well said so, children. Don't have children, I think, is the bottom no, line. No, have children. But children are cheaper, I think. Than? Than a wedding. Have children, but insist on receipts. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of the most awesome things I've ever heard in my life. Have children. We need to make merch with that. Wait. Have children. 
Oh, that is awesome. Have children, but insist on receipts. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write that down because that needs to go on a, on a T-shirt of sorts. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, more weddings should be around this time. It saves everybody time because let's make New Year's and your wedding one thing. Why must I take an extra holiday for your wedding? So, by the way, speaking of communion, um, my man Ryan here went into a church. I don't know if he's told you the story. And he, did, he didn't, he tried to sanitize with I the, holy, about, with the heard, holy water. I heard about oh, okay. that. And I know the church you went to and uh, I oh, got yeah, baptized Palo. in that church. Yeah. Did, did you go in that bumblebee jacket? No. Do you, well, no, no, you? no I, I, I was in a suit. I saw pictures of Ryan at a wedding in a suit. Very disconcerting. Because it's not vibes or, or... No, it's just like, oh, Ryan wears a suit. That's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I promise you, if I could, I would wear a suit every day. I love... What? It's just in, in, in the place where I, where I work... A suit is, is frowned upon. No, but everybody um, dresses so casual in, in, in the industry we work in. Who, who's the neuroscience AI guy? His podcast, he does in a suit, a Russian dude, <laughs> but he does in like a suit every day in, for his podcast. So you could do it, Ryan. It could be your thing. I, I, I grew up watching How I Met Your Mother and so watching Barney Stinson mm-hmm. have a fresh suit every day. It's been a thing. And then also, I know you're not a fan of it. I don't know about Paolo, but suits. The show or uh, no, no, no. About it? yeah, well, suits the the outfit because suits is a show. No, suits suits the show. Okay, because I'm not a fan of suits like, or the show. I, I, I cannot picture. I hate that show. Horrendous. I hate it. How, what about How I Met Your Mother, Bart? I don't mind How I Met Your Mother. It's kind of it kind of wants to be Friends and Seinfeld mixed together. It doesn't do either right. It has its moments. I, I wouldn't. It does it better. I wouldn't say I fall over it. How I Met? I'll watch it, but I'm not in love with it. So you're not gonna be a. You're not going to enjoy How I Met Your Father. Oh, oh no. I hate all the re- reboots. Girl Meets World. I hate all of them. Hillary whoa. Duff Need. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why did you say Girl Meets World? So there is a, you know, Boy Meets World. Do I know Boy Meets right? World? Right. Then they did a Boy Meets World 2? No, 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 no. What? I'm getting, I'm getting confused. Boy Meets World? Yes. They did a Girl Meets World. So where Corey and Topanga yeah, yeah, yeah. are now married and the story is about their daughter. Like how I met your mother is there's now how I met your father. Is it yeah. a remake or the other side of the story? Is, so it's just I, a remake. I, I, I'm not sure. It's still the voice. No. Well, I'm talking about how I met your mother now. No, because no, no, Bob how, Saget was the he's the voice. He no, know how I met your mother. You don't know who Bob Saget is. Uh, America's funniest home videos it was where he was famous. Oh, and okay. Also, uh, he likes to sleep with women of the night. I I don't know. I do know Hilary Duff is lead on it, and I know it's a Hulu boot up. It's, uh, I don't know if it's Peacock and, and I, Hulu I wouldn't or... pay attention to it because it goes, that looks like an atrocious idea. Yeah, yeah. They gave us Boy Meets, Gold Meets World, and they gave us Fuller House. How much Mother is also just great. Whoa, Neil Patrick Harris whoa. will never replace him. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Why did you say Fuller House? Oh, because then now the story of Full House, the three kids, I think Danny, I think the father dies. John if, Stamos or the, the, the blonde the, guy? Bob Saget. Because okay. Bob Saget was their father. Yes, yeah. I think he dies. I'm not, I can't remember what the story is, but the three, do, the two daughters and their friend, not the, not the Olsen twins, they, they're out of it. They're not being here. Yeah, they're up to other stuff. Yeah. The daughters plus their neighbor then take over the family house and move their families in there. And now this is their fuller house. And you have one cameo by John Stamos, who I love. Yeah. Who does? And then you had a cameo by the blonde uncle. That's why I think Bob Saget died. But yes, then there's fuller house. 
You couldn't have Bob Saget now after all the hooker stuff came out. I don't know about the hooker stuff. Oh, That's yeah. interesting. No, 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 he's an electric figure. That really? Guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good God. No, go and look him up. He, Jeez, he, those are going to be some America's home videos, I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about that show. I'll watch that all day. Speaking of something we could, you know, get into. Let's, because uh, you know, we're doing reboots now. Fuller House. Let's do, Paolo, when was the last time, did you do Drogba? I did it when I held the show two weeks ago. Oh. And Senzo played for the first time. James, but James looked like he had never heard the game before. Nervous, couldn't keep it together, That's lost. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that just sounds like James, though. I, I don't think you're describing somebody who's going yeah. through any stuff. James, at all times, very, very anxious, that guy. James will get anxious over anything. You take a bite of an apple. Oh, dude, oh, dude. Vibes, oh, I just, like I didn't know, bro. You can't see it though, James. He was no, like in the control booth, he has like palms of sweaty mom spaghetti, he was doing all of the uh, things. That's Eminem, yeah. yeah. Yeah, James will get anxious if <laughs> you know, there's been so many great things that have come out of 2021. One of them is if you give a Portuguese guy <laughs> a chance to Portuguese, he'll Portuguese. I, I think that's the and that's, Portuguese time, the, the, okay, well, that makes the top a highlight 10. for me, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, well. We all deserve a highlight, but very, very close is James's ability to get anxious at, at all times, James. At, at all times. He is so anxious at all times. I mean, I might as well have a girlfriend and people say I bully him. <laughs> I'm like, like I got to get this guy off my back. He's so anxious, so capable, and yet so anxious. Weird combination. Uh, I hope James is having a mediocre time because <laughs> he couldn't be happy for his mom. There's no way I'm going to be happy for him. I, I don't really want to bring it up again. It's supposed to be a happy time for all of us. You know, you know what I mean? But we, we are rebooting something called Drogba or Pogba. Paolo, what you got for us? Uh, take us through it. What is it? Let's do it because I'm happy to be back uh, in that world. Drogba versus Pogba has some music. Yes. Oh, it's new music. It's new music. Oh, my God. It's, it's the, I, so I haven't heard this, by the way. It's called Paolo Diaz versus the Courts of Copyright Law. <laughs> That's what this game is called. Is that, is that why we had to move over? That's why I have new music, which I paid for. I've got the receipts. And like with the children. So we have the licensing for this. Dun, 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 dun. This is awesome. Feel, um, why do I feel like we're watching Stranger Things? It's got very Stranger Things yeah, vibe. Yeah, well, because you're about to experience this. <laughs> you're about to experience some Stranger Things. I'm very glad we're back in this format because it allows me to go close on the mic and build up tension in the game. It's called Pogba versus Drogba. It is a simple game. I name a goal. I name an opposition. Maybe I'd tell you how the goal was scored. And you simply have to tell me, was it scored by Paul Pogba or Didier Drogba? Simple. It's in the name. Five goals. If you get it wrong, your opponent instantly gets the point. Right? Uh, am, I, am I first... Oh, do you want to be? It sounds no, like no, you're, no, you're, you're going to be first. I'm being looked at. That's why I'm, oh, I'm going to be first. Because he's avoiding eye contact, you see. <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to gauge how it's going now. It feels like who wants to be uh, a millionaire right now. It's better. Way better. <laughs> More tension, less millions. Less mags. This goal scored the opposition was Turkey. 2009 It was a friendly An 81st minute goal 
Ryan, was the goal scored by Paul Pogba or Didier Drogba? No pressure. Tension does seem rife. I want to... I want to say Didier Drogba. Even go first name. I heard that. If you get this wrong, Mbalelo instantly gets a point. Hmm. Because it's new first time, I'm going to give you a chance. Do you lock it in? At Didier Drogba, do you go consideration? Turkey, international friendly. I'm, I'm going to lock in. Lock in. and lock in. MKT, what would you have said? Oh, oh, firstly, I would have said, you bunch of turkeys. Good. Then we would have said, turkeys voting for Christmas. <laughs> On New Year's Eve Eve. Gobble, gobble. Ryan went for Didier Drogba. Ryan's got a point on the board. Oh, come on. Terrible news. I am scorekeeping. 1 0. Felt like I was a guess. Can I, can I just, um, if, if you don't mind me doing so? Believable. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know what this is? This is Mason Greenwood making his Manchester United debut, scoring a goal, and arriving at training in a G wagon. That's exactly, <laughs> that's exactly it. This is what he's done. Disrespectful. Umbelelo. In the game, Drogba versus Pogba, you have to guess the goal was mm-hmm. scored by Didier Drogba. Paul Pogba. The opposition was Israel. One goal. Mm-hmm. Was it scored by Paul Pogba or Didier Drogba? Oh, are those all the clues I get? That's all I can give you to keep the game. Do I get a year? Or would a year give it away? I can give you a year. Uh, hmm. Can I give you a year? See, that's what's... So it was Israel. One goal. Friendly? Was it friendly? I'll give you that if I can't give you the year. The year. Israel. Now, would the Ivory Coast be playing Israel? What would the reason be? Peacekeeping, France. <laughs> France could play Israel. That's it. Political ties. Yeah, yeah. Sarkozy could have been then. There I've, you are. Ivory Coast were the it team. Everyone wanted to play them at a point. They did. I was surprised to hear that Sebastian Haller plays for Ivory Coast. Yeah. I didn't put it together. Anyway, that's not the game. Probably can't get in the France team, that's why. The game <laughs> isn't who plays for the Ivory Coast. Wolford Zaha as well. That on you. MKT, I feel like you. He does this. He's he's, he's distracting. It's while he's, I'm thinking. he's trying to. He's trying. I can see him writing with his pen. I'm gonna have to push you for. Drogba. With Israel. Drogba. I have Drogba. to say. Drogba. Paul Pogba. I, I'd like to lock in. Paulo. At this stage, I'd like to lock in Paul Pogba. That's my final answer. Paul Pogba. Ryan, how does it feel having a two-point lead? Oh, it was Didier there Drogba again, international friendly 2011. Is this for all the marbles? Ryan gets this, Ryan wins. Yo. Ryan gets this, Ryan wins. Ryan, no pressure. All right. If you don't get it, I'll probably get the next one right. And then it's 2-2. Just letting you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No pressure. Now, 
the trick in the Paul Pogba versus Didier Drogba game is that Didier Drogba is played in a lot of leagues. Yes. Could be misleading. Misleading. Think nice. about the, Do you know what leagues he's played in? Um, England, Turkey, France. I was in MLS. MLS, yeah. India. IPL. Interesting. The opposition was Trabzonspor. One goal in a 2 0 win. Was it scored by Paul Pogba or Didier Drogba? Trabzonspor. Remember now, we said Paul Pogba, we said Didier Drogba. He's played in the Turkish Super League. Played for Galatasaray. However, I feel like I'm being guided towards an answer, but is it the right answer is the real question. Paul Pogba could play Champions League, Europa League. Can I, can I ask for the question again? Paul Pogba or Didier Drogba? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I meant, I meant the details. <laughs> it's meant to be a tense. Oh, Ryan, you bring a whole new dynamic. I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to. Oh, you EDM DJs. <laughs> One goal against Trebzonspor. That's all I can give you for okay. now. No years, no. I cannot give you a year. I for, think. For I'm... all the marbles. Sudden death. Don't choke. Don't let that music get to you. I think I'm gonna go. Poor Pogba. a fantastic debut what a debut win 3-0 that's unbelievable Paul Pogba scoring against Trabzonspor for Juventus in the Europa League second round what a debut I've never lost I've never not got a point and never <laughs> I've never not got a single point this I mean history. you had one like you had one he just it's not even as if the keeper was saving you were just missing the spot you try to panenka is straight into the keeper's arms. I've headbutted a guy in the final. I slatted as well. I did. <laughs> I've never not got a point. This is well historic. done. Well done, Thank Ryan. You. Thank you. Well, it follows on the trend of recent Pogba versus Drogba's that the debutante wins. So Senzo won last time as well. And considering that I've probably used the same questions from before, but <laughs> so I'm way too lazy to keep track of what I've done. <laughs> This is so annoying. I can't believe I... Number one, I hate losing. Right, I'm not going to say congratulations because I hate losing. I, I, this should be the headline of the podcast. Ryan, Ryan's debut, 3-0 win. Drogba versus Pogba is such a simple game. It's almost <laughs> moronic. But what's a lot of fun? Great fun. For the whole family. That was awesome. We should, we're yeah. going to make a board game out of this. Paula, I'm so glad it's back. And I do like the music. Great stuff. It does intensify... The game of it. Paula's a big time host. This is <laughs> this is big time hosting. Mags, get out the way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> what it, it's the game you don't know you needed in your life. Less millions. <laughs> yes. More tension, less millions. <laughs> Equal amounts of drug band Pogba. Ryan, I hope tonight as you are going to the bathroom at like two AM, you clip your toe on the <laughs> on the sofa because I, I just I, I hate that I lost. But it is what it is. So that's uh, Pogba Drogba. Mm. And I lost.
part of big hosting. I, I, I got to tell you. No, big, it's, big it's the hosting. game. It's the game. It's got nothing to do with me. I just let the game lead me. You've done well because a lot of people want to be the game, but you're saying the game on its own. I must just not ruin it. I don't have to make it better. I just let the game take me wherever. I, I, I ebb and flow on the music. I click my little tabs. Did it open on a Drogba or Pogba goal? <laughs> it's not much science. Ryan three 0 with the bumblebee jacket. Some people have everything. That's true. Well, we haven't even spoken that the jacket is uh, reversible. The, like you said, I think you said it earlier. It's almost adult content. It's oh, so awesome. It's true. It it really is. <laughs> I'm so happy for you, Ryan. When was the last time you wore that jacket, dude? Uh, this jacket. Um. I don't know. I've been wearing it quite recently because we've been having quite a cold December when we're not really meant to. So I want to ask you something, Ryan. Obviously, Paolo's... Paolo, you're actually going to have an awesome New Year's. Like, very nice. What's the best... There's nothing better in the world for me, loved ones around, Mm. and I'm outside. You're going to have a pool. You're going to have people you love around Mm. you. Some people you'll feel indifferent towards. Hey, that's family. But you're going to have people you love, your kids, your wife... And you're going to get to be outside, probably eat good meat, crack a couple of coldens. No curfews. No curfews. Mm. No roadblocks. So nice. For me, it sounds like you're going to have the dream news because that's yeah. my dream news. People I love in a, in a relatively safe environment where it's just us. I've done the club life. I've done the parties. Not into it. No, I'm, into I'm, o- I'm over it. I'm over it. You sound like you're in an awesome thing. But imagine it was 15 years ago, Paolo. Let's transport to a man. Who's about that life? Ryan, what are your plans for New Year's, dude? What, for this year? Yeah. Actually, I don't Well, it's actually have... for next year. It's a tricky well, yeah, one. that's true. I don't actually have any plans this year. Oh, that's, that surprises me. Because it's so awkward. If you go into a party, unless you plan on partying all night, you, you cannot be at that person's house when... For New Year's? Yeah, you can't. It's a good point. You have to either be back at home because of curfew or stay over mm. and go through the night. So what are you going to be doing? Editing some sound for the MKT show? Or like, what are you going to react to? Are, are, are you actively pursuing anything? Or are you thinking, ah, just let it go? I'm, I think, I think my parents have a, have a planned bri with, with friends of theirs, which I'm invited to, which I think will be nice to spend years with my parents. But I just haven't, like, I was in Cape Town last year or the year before for New Year's. And that was a disaster on New Year's. Um, what happened? People harp up New Year's too much, too much, way too much. When you haven't planned anything for New Year's, and this is that same sort of time as the, you know, cinema and all of that that I that I did, uh, we didn't book anything for New Year's. So when it came to actually going somewhere for New Year's, I went to the VNA waterfront. Every restaurant's booked. You cannot get there. You try go on a boat. All the boats are booked. You cannot get in. Um, You try hotels, clubs. Everything is booked. And I went. Uber to Uber, I promise you. I even went. Um, what's that? That that Long Street is like Melville here, mm. but it's no, it's called Long Street. Actually, is it Long Street? No. <laughs> I wasn't sure, but yeah, we <laughs> even went. We even went to Long Street. You had to pay two hundred bucks to just get in. Yeah, no seats. And now you spent all your money at a movie spend... theater on champagne. No, but, but that wasn't that wasn't the worry. You can have money and flash it at people, and unless you, your name is in that book, you're not going anywhere. My 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 lesson I've learned about New Year's over the years is either you're one of those super organized people that's planned it four months in advance yes. and then that goes phenomenally well or you're a person who just goes whatever and you probably end up just sitting the whole day around the pool getting drunk with your friends. 100%. The middle ground when you try to do something 
even if you try to plan for it like a week before, what are you going to do? Worst time. Yeah. So you're either planning months before when you're on a boat or you're just like, hey, let's get some drinks and not even drinks, just like let's get together, whatever will happen will happen. I that, could that, not. There's no middle ground. You've, I could not agree more. Mm. The jackpot is Hyde Park House. Now, Hyde Park is an area here, ladies and gentlemen, where our president has a, one of his places, right? Just so you know, it's the top end. You need the Hyde Park House with that DJ, six or seven of them, playing through the afternoon into the evening. Nobody can just come in. 45 of you. Everyone is there with a good vibe. But this has been planned four months ahead. Mm, you, mm. you don't do this a week ahead. Well said. Guys, we should go to a club. How mm. much are tickets? That's not it. You shouldn't be asking tickets. Is Here's how much tickets are, guys. I've already bought 20. Yeah, but Michelle, it's only September. That's the person you need in your life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Too right, Paolo. Um, Normally, I'm that guy when it comes to like big events. But just nothing's come up. And with, with um, obviously Omicron in the mix, okay. you, you just don't know. But, but are you going to take Paolo's advice now? Because it sounds like your parents are doing stuff. Just do that. Do that. Yeah, no, I think I'm just going to go with them. But no, I'm but saying. I feel like you're leaving the door ajar there because you said, I think I. It doesn't sound like you're going to commit to the parents thing and you're still looking for something to do that's going to cost you probably the price of that bottle of champagne you spent <laughs> last year, last time in a movie. Don't do it, Ryan. No, the thing is, like with this curfew, you can't now. Okay, but it sounds like you're still looking. Do you know what I mean, no, Paolo? No, no, it like sounds I, like he's still. My like, friends and I are still deciding if, in, if, if, if they want to have something there at see, their yeah, house. Yeah. You're done. Why? Paolo just told you. Oh, so you don't agree with Paolo then? They, not no, decide, no, but do. now your friends have said, come to my house, bring a bottle, th- done. It's over. Let it go, right? Your parents. Do your yeah, parents. No, I'll probably, unless, I'll probably. Unless when we walk out of here, you look at your phone and someone <laughs> says, look, whatever, just come to my house, bring a bottle, that's it. That's yeah. gonna, that's that's the deal. So, so Ryan, uh, Paolo, great to see you. It'll, it'll be the last time I see Paolo. It's been an awesome year and there's some awesome stuff coming next year. But Ryan, I'd like to manage your expectations. <laughs> it can only be mediocre from here. Your, your, your New Year celebrations cannot be good no, or no, great. No, no, I know. No, I know. The parents one could be great. I think so. No, I think so too. But I don't think you do. I think you're just echoing what Paula's saying. Because you're still kind of like, well, the Omicron, you're still kind of looking for, but, but what if Candace comes through with a zinger at the last minute? Yeah. And it's going to be awful then. Because don't give yourself hope. Mm. And, and I think that's the important thing. Don't do hope. Just because the clock changed and the calendar changed because of our Gregorian mandate, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. nothing changes, right? Nothing's going to – you're not going to get thinner. You're not going to get richer because of a day. She's not going to like you more. You're going to do it because of you. Don't worry. Don't do it because of the day. Don't say, I'm going to stop drinking in the new year. I'm going to stop dieting. I'm going to change my attitude. Don't leave it to a day. And if you don't do it and you only do it in March or you only – don't let one day dictate. Mm. It's just a day. Don't put that pressure on yourself. It's true. This, I'm an old man. Listen to me. That's the uh, way to end off the year. Ryan, I want to end it off on what Paula said. That is excellent advice. Ryan. United will still be rubbish. Nothing will change. <laughs> <laughs> like that, right? It is a sports show after all. Paula, it's been awesome, dude. Um, great advice. It's been awesome this year. This is how to end off the year. Will, uh, great shirt. Tom Selleck, uh, by the way, greatest moustache in the history of mankind. Um, Great, great actor, that guy. Blue Bloods he's doing now. Just great, great. great, great. I, I can't say enough. You still haven't watched Blue Bloods, though. No, but I'm, Tom Selleck is brilliant. I don't need to 
You know what I mean? Don't worry about it. So it's like, oh, did you see the cross? Who was it by? David Beckham. You should have just said with that, I know the cross was brilliant. Don't worry about it. I don't need to get into, oh, the striker was in the right place. No, I already know. Selick. But better mustache than, is it Sam Elliott? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Tom oh, Selleck, yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's Tom, yeah, yeah. Tom Selleck. Again, it's Tom Selleck. It's it's it's, un, it's unplayable. It's like it's like I'm a virgin, but I've heard orgasms on ice. When I have one, I'm gonna go. That's a nice orgasm. Like Tom Selleck, it's, it's pretty good. I, I know it's good. And that's what's made it a great year. <laughs> that's Paolo Diaz. Paolo, have a great time. I'm so happy you're spending it, uh, with family. It's it's the right way to do it. Um, Ryan, I'll see you tomorrow. We'll end off the. Uh, we'll talk. I don't know what we'll talk. T- tomorrow we probably won't have a running order. <laughs> no. Oh, did we have one today? <laughs> No, we never have one. No, well, it's it's it's. What, what did you say? Portuguese yeah, yeah. guys with the with the in the corner with the markings. Oh, yeah, suggestion. Just a suggestion. suggestion. Yeah. So, what does Paulo always say? Rip up the running order. Rip up the running exactly order. what he says. And let's <laughs> we'll, we'll do that tomorrow, and uh, we'll finish off the year strong. To you at home, um, remember. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. I want to thank everybody for all the messages that they've sent um, in in support and everything that they um, love and and don't love about the show, by the way, because I want everything. And all it shows me is people care, and I do care about everybody who listens to this show. And for those of you who have sent me messages to say that there was a great one about uh, a gentleman going through an employment situation um, and just the year he's had, and he said, just listening to this show. And we spoke about hope earlier. Ryan, you mustn't have hope about New Year's. But this gentleman said, just listening to the show, gave him that um, after an incredibly difficult employment situation for the year. So if it is just that for two hours, it's awesome to be that in your life. And it, it, it's an absolute honor. And it has been for 2021. And it will be for the rest of my life. Hopefully, this is what I get to do for a living. Yeah, you know I'm saying, right? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, big plans. Big plans. Well said. Uh, Paolo, enjoy yourself. Uh, Ryan, you and I back tomorrow podcasting. Lads, studioing, you'll wear a jacket because you say it's cold. It's not. It's fine. It's an African summer. Get over yourself. It's your opinion. It is my opinion. (laughs) It is also my show. Ladies and gentlemen, for now, the MKT show is the hell out of here.